Blog Talk Radio. guys, welcome to the October 16th, 2008 edition of Rubber Guard Radio. This is our one-year anniversary bash. Unbelievable. Uh, we've been on the air for a little over a year, 85 episodes in the can. We've been rocking shit in and out, you know, handling business. This episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors. First off, FogCityWrestling.com. Uh, Fog City is making a bold and triumphant return uh, October 25th. In San Francisco, downtown, south of Market at the DNA Lounge. If you're anywhere in the Bay Area, you need to check out this show. Uh, the main event is Big Baby Slim taking on Bay Area talent uh, Dylan Drake. And in the semi-main event, we have uh, Olafa the Wild or the Samoan Tank, who's a big-ass motherfucking bald Samoan. And his opponent is Raven. <laughs> And, yeah, you can get all the information on that card at FogCityWrestling.com. And our other sponsor would be WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, check out the new shoot interviews with Michael Modest and the Ballard Brothers. Um, also, SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs from San Diego. Any show from this year is just off the chain with Adam Pierce. Uh, good stuff there. And I have on the line my co-host, at least for the first segment, Mr. Eduardo in San Antonio, Eddie Boy. Hey, what's going on, KZ? Congratulations on one year. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, no problem. All right. All right. So uh, we have plenty of guests lined up for tonight. I have confirmed uh, the EWF's Jesse Hernandez, who is a good friend of the show. We have Sal Tomaselli coming on. Uh, we have a couple other guests that I am not going to mention. We'll, we'll let it be a surprise. But um, next week, we will have uh, Chikara commentator Dr. Keith Lipinski on the show. Um, Ed, have you gotten a chance to listen or see any of the new Chikara stuff? Uh, actually, I haven't. The only, I, uh, the only Chikara I ever get to see is just like maybe little clips here on, the, on YouTube or so, so I've never really seen a whole lot of it. Okay, because uh, Dr. Keith uh, commentated an eight-man tag 
um, on the Chicago show, and it was brilliant. Um, he's underrated. He's really good. So yeah, he's, he's really pretty, good. He's pretty, he's pretty funny, man. He's a pretty funny dude. So I can only imagine he'd be all right at it. Yeah, they um, they had a couple big dudes in the ring, and uh, he uh, he said we're gonna have a little big man a big man action, and he said that would make Rob Naylor happy. <laughs> so yeah, he put over Rob Naylor in commentary, so he's gotta be okay. But uh, yeah, Doctor Keith will be on next week. Um, good. Uh, I texted the good doc this morning because I watched the Chikara uh, show from Chicago. I the name escapes me, but it was September 20th. Uh, the name escapes me, but yeah, Dr. Keith was uh, calling it, and, and I texted him, and, and I'm all, hey, Doc, you know, good commentary, good shit, you know, you, you did a really good job. He's all, really? Are you ribbing me? I said, no, no, he's, because he's been buried by, by a few people, um, mainly Chikara Fan Dan, the troll fag, so uh, Dr. Keith asked to be on the show next week, and sure, anytime to have the doc on, but hey, yeah. I gotta know. I have to know, how in the fuck did you get Evan Bourne on your show? Um, dude, I, it was a total surprise to, the, to me, dude. I had no idea. Well, Steve told me he was thinking about trying to get him on for this, this Friday, and um, he just kind of like, uh, just, uh, it just he just did it last week, man. He just he said he had to take a call, and then at the beginning of the show, and I was kind of like, damn, dude, why is he taking a call right when the show's on? And then he comes back with Evan Bourne on the air, so... That was all Peach, man. Uh, really didn't have anything to do with it. They're just they're boys from the the from uh for when uh Matt Seidel started out. You know they they used to be a tag team and shit. So mm-hmm. he uh he hooked it up, man. He was cool enough to go ahead and do it. So he even said he'd be coming on every every great once in a while. We just you know we just there's just certain rules. You know we can't really ask him to bury anybody or you know what I mean. We got to keep it you know kind of kayfabe, I guess. You know what I mean and. Uh, but yeah, that was that was real cool. That was kind of an honor for me to actually get to talk to like a current signed WWE dude and and uh, to get him on. I mean, that's you know that was kind of a major guess for us to get there. So I was very happy with the show last week. Well, that a WWE guest is is a rarity. That it seems like Brian Fritz from BetweenTheRopes.com seems to be the only guy that could get WWE uh, talent on. And I think that because that's, they work close with the radio station, so you know that, they had that, an edge that, on. That and also they know that Brian Fritz isn't going to break kayfabe if they tell him something. He's not going to, you know, break the news. Like, he knows a lot of shit that's going on, and uh, he'll never break it, or he won't ever, like, break the trust. So that's why Brian Fritz gets a lot of good guests too, Matt. Mm, Plus he's a dude, you know. Now, I I have a question for you. Are you going to make WrestleMania? Yes, I am. I will be there. Fucking A, so will I. Um, I found out today from my mother that for Christmas – she bought me the package. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to meet up, you know, with uh, Stevie J and uh, Peach Machine. Uh, he's kind of iffy on it right now. Uh, Crippler One's going to be there. Uh, Contreras supposed to, he told me he was going to go. So, yeah, I'm looking wow. forward to so, meeting uh, a lot of people from the Empire. Well, what we'll, we'll, do is we'll, we'll have a gathering of the Empire and the WrestleWarehouse.com family because uh, my sponsor Jeff goes every year. Uh, you'll get to meet my my younger brother who lives outside of uh, Houston, so it's gonna be fucking awesome. Um, do you guys plan on a uh, on a uh, tailgating before? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not even sure. Like I might 
depending on if I can get someone to do the paper route, I might be driving up and down, you know, uh, mm-hmm. driving up there and then back like every night because I want to go through the Hall of Fame and if mm-hmm. there's a ring of show, possibly that. So I don't know if I'm going to be right. driving back to town after every show and driving up. So I'm not too sure. I'm hoping I can get someone to cover me and then I can just go down and hang out, you know, for three days and not have to worry about taking that four-hour drive. Yeah, I'm I'm going. I'm flying flying in on Thursday. Um, I have I'm going to the PWA Booker T School. Um, I'm going there because uh, Booker T is friends with my younger brother. So uh, yeah, I'm going to check out the school and then uh, probably you know like an ROH show on Friday, a Hall of Fame on Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, and Raw. Um, I think the package calls for flying back, flying out on Monday. But since I have family that works for United Airlines, I'm just going to fly out Tuesday. All right, so, cool. You know, because you know how many people, especially Brian Alvarez, who kicked themselves for missing Raw last year. Yeah, I'll probably, I'm, I'm probably going to end up missing that one. But um, you know, WrestleMania and the Hall, of, the Hall of Fame, really, because I'm really excited to see Stone Cold and possibly the Von Erichs going into it. So that's actually going to be yeah, my I highlight of the Hall of Fame out of everything that's going to be going on that weekend. Cool. Well, Ed, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. This Saturday, UFC 89, Chris Levin and Michael Bisping. Give me a winner. And how? Uh, it better be Chris Bisping, and it, hopefully it'll be by knockout because I fucking bet on his ass. So, And I hate that fucking limey bastard fucking, um, what did he call Oliver Cobb? Fucking uh, that cheeky bastard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he gets his fucking ass knocked the fuck out. I heard the hell out of that. I heard the hell out of that. Oh, wow. Uh, so we have, uh, is it Alves? Or, Tala, no, it's not Tallis like this. Is it the guy who beat Matt Matt or uh, Matt Hughes the last time? Who was that guy? The beat Matt Hughes? That was here, dude. Yeah, Hughes, oh, you're thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the wrong thing. I'm sorry. You're talking about the guy who's supposed to fight Diego, right, Al? Uh yeah, it's uh, yeah, Koshak instead. Yeah, it's like Koshak instead. Mm. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling it up here. I think that's on the show the week after, though. Okay, I'm pulling this up here. Man, select your region. What the hell? I just want the damn fight card. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Brandon Vera and Keith Jardine. Yeah, uh, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, Jardina win because I put some money on him. Because uh, I fucking hate Brandon Vera. He's one of the most fucking boring fighters in the world. And uh, Mike Coughlin's an idiot for even thinking this guy's even somewhat exciting. Mm, I have to agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree? have to agree with you on that. Uh, do you agree uh, on uh, Brandon Vera being boring, or do you agree on uh, Mike Coughlin being an idiot? Oh, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Okay, that's that works for me. A little bit of both, brother. Okay, I'm gonna pull up the uh, the uh, Bisping. Fight Not here. a lot of Jesus. big fights on this card, I don't think. Just mainly those two are like the fights. There's just so many fucking shows, dude. I mean, you you'll have one or two good good fights on all of them, but there's a lot of the shows that uh, a lot of people aren't gonna know any of the guys on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's just ridiculous the, how many shows they got going on the next four months. Well, you know, the thing is, some of the uh, 
undercard stuff is really good, and sometimes they they don't show you know everything on the pay-per-view, but I get the fights from UFC.com on demand. So you know sometimes you get to see that that one fight that there just wasn't enough time for. But um. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of the fights will be good. It's just you know um, the name value. You know what I mean? It's hard to get excited mm-hmm. for a couple guys you don't know. So hopefully some someone will step up and make a name for themselves. You know. Yeah, exactly. That and you get to see a lot of diamonds in the rough, and you know guys that you know honestly you don't really hear about or or know about. But I have the card in front of me. We have um, Luis Kane who's 9-1-1 and one against uh, Sokuju, which should be an interesting fight. That's um, interesting because I, I believe Sokuju's overrated, dude. I mean, I, I Sokuju, he's had a couple good fights. I just think he's, he's he didn't, I, I saw when I went to uh, GSP, I mean GSP, when I went to uh, BJ Penn and Shirt, he didn't really impress me uh, with that win that he had on there. And uh, <laughs> and then look at, uh, what was it, uh, Leota, Leota just took his heart and just destroyed him and made him look stupid. So this is a good test. If Sokuju can beat this guy, I think he, you know, get back on track. But I think he's a little overrated, and I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Kane win this fight. Yeah, it's, anything could happen. Uh, this one could be uh, uh, the show stealer. We have Paul Kelly taking on the Irish hand grenade, Marcus Davis. Uh, this could be fun. Kelly always brings it, you know, and Marcus Davis is Marcus Davis. Um, well, what do you think of this one? I'm going to go with Davis on this one just out of the experience, uh, the more experience mm. level, been in a, you know, a tough situation. Um, he let me down when he lost the, uh, the Swick, but I think he'll take this one. Paul Kelly, I don't know a whole lot. I know he's young. I know he's up and coming. Um, if he can win, you know, this will this will be a start in really him making a name for himself, but I think I'm going to go with the experience on this one. Okay. Uh, we have Paul Taylor against Chris Lytle. A uh, couple journeyman guys. Uh, Lytle's been around forever. Um, hey, Lytle's the so guy Paul who... Taylor. Lytle's the one that didn't make weight against Anderson Silva, right? No. No. no okay. My bad. He's the guy that lost in the final. Okay. He's, he lost the match there in the final. Right. The um, guy who didn't make weight's no longer under contract. That's... Uh, uh, what's that goof's name? Um, damn it. Um, shit. No, nah, whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> but, yeah, this this should be fun. Um, they're both solid guys, so, you know, it's going to be a solid fight. Um, those are all scheduled to air. Uh, this one might not be broadcast, which is a shame. We have Dan Hardy, who has the goofiest-looking mohawk ever, taking on the Japanese sensation Akihiro Gono at 170. Um, Gono is exceptional. Um, his record might not say it, but he's exceptional. He's 28, 12, and 7, but he's really, really fun. Um, any ideas on this? Um, I guess I really don't know a whole lot about either one of them, to be honest with you, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with Gono. Uh, okay. I'm not going to Oh, wow. On the under, under undercard, um, yeah, there, are a bunch, there are like two types of guys that I don't know. And then there's one, Terry Edom. With a, tw- a 10 2 and 0 record, taking on Sam Stout, 14 4 and 1. Uh, the hands of stone. I'm going to take Sam in this one uh, just for a knockout because he's always fun, and it should be quick. And that one should be, you know, the swing fight that that'll make the pay-per-view. It'll be a quick knockout. 
Well, that's just my opinion. Um, what, what do you think of Sammy? I, 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 think, I think you got that round of money, man. I think he should hopefully get a, a quick knockout. Uh, he's pretty good, man. He's pretty solid, good standard. So yeah, I think he'll take it. Cool. Good pick. Okay, that should do it for 89. Um, well, the week after, we have uh, Anderson Silva against the Sacrificial Lamb, uh, Patrick Cote. Do you think Cote has a chance? Uh, to be honest with you, he doesn't have a, a snowball's chance in hell unless, like, Anderson Silva's just totally taking him lightly, and I just don't see Anderson Silva being that type of fighter. You know what I mean? So I think he gets fucking killed, dude. I think it's going to be spectacular. And it's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to fucking see it. I just hope it doesn't die in the process. Well, uh, okay, for those that are listening, we are opening the phone lines for the entire show. Area code 347-215-7946. Uh, if you want to call in, talk to Ed or myself or any of the guests this evening, please call in. Uh, we are celebrating our one-year anniversary, so I'd love to hear from some of the listeners. Um, did you catch the Ultimate Fighter last night? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. It wasn't as good as the week before. It wasn't as good as the week before, but it was okay. And uh, all I got to say is Dana White, Dana White's a piece of shit, dude. I was still surprised in the finale when it was uh, BJ against Pulver. And you remember they had the street fight? They had that big street fight. Right. The house. Okay, and then... You're breaking up, Eddie. Oh, stop. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, brother. Okay. They, uh, Spike announced that these two guys were going to fight on the show, and um, I was all excited about that. But then Dana White canceled that fight and said these guys aren't going to fight for the UFC. And then here he is fucking letting, uh, fucking, what's his name, Junie fucking do all this shit. Even after he saved his ass and didn't kick him out, he still goes crazy and fucking jumps in the cage. And it just makes Dana White be the biggest fucking hypocrite in the world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I hear you, baby. I hear you. I mean, I, I, um, I understand that, that Junie's ratings, and he is very entertaining, but you know what I mean? you got to stick to your fucking guns and, you, you know, just fucking uh, uh, let a guy go crazy and throw shit at people and terrorize people just because he equals fucking ratings. You got, you can't have your cake in it, too. Yeah, I hear you. Now, the the thing that, that I really loved about the episode was you got to see, you know, what kind of a dog trainer training that Anderson Silva is, that man's a fucking maniac, brother. Is there anybody out there at 185 pounds that could stop him? I don't know, man. I mean, that it looked like uh, who was who was he sparring with? It looked like Vader was fucking just hammering him, dude, with some body shots and a couple good shots, and he just kept saying, "Bring it!" Like nothing, like it wasn't even hurting him. Yeah, he was like, "Go, go!" And there were some solid shots. Yeah. Huge compared to Anderson, so he almost looked like he was a, a heavyweight. And uh, man, he just took those. And I mean, dude, I mean that was impressive. He took some shit. And he just come on, come on, good, good, good. And I was, you know, I mean, you you gotta be a bad motherfucker if you're gonna hurt Anderson Silva standing up. That's for mm. sure. I heard that. Yeah, that was just uh, just insane. And you know, Cote is dead. Um, you know, honestly, I think the one guy that could that could put him away is not contracted with UFC, and I think that's Matt the Law Linland. I think that Matt could hold him down for the for however long it takes. Um, or maybe, you know what, to be honest, maybe the Elite XC middleweight champion, uh, 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 
Robbie Lawler might be a good be a good fight for him. I, Robbie Lawler couldn't withstand Nick Diaz's power, and we all know Nick Diaz doesn't have very much power in his punches. So, uh, so I, I, I think Anderson would uh, destroy. I think he would beat both destroy both of them. To be honest with you, Lennon, so, if, if, I mean Lennon, if he could go straight, take him straight to the ground. But I have a feeling Lennon would even try and stand with him for a few seconds, and that's so that would, that would be all it takes. Uh, okay, it's a good point. Um, well, <clears throat> so my feeling is that Anderson Silva is going to uh, relinquish the 185 title and just move up to 205 completely, you know, by himself and and you know let someone else try and get that title because I, I don't see that anybody else is you know going to be able to uh, you know take him down. Yeah, I mean once he beats uh, once he beats. Kote, who's left? Okami, and then after Okami, who's left after that? I mean, there's nobody. I mean, well, after the nobody. He needs to take that loss off of his record to Okami, even though it was by DQ because of uh, kicking or kneeing in the ground or whatever it was. <clears throat> but, yeah, okay, enough of that stuff. Uh, we have um, already announced for the PWG Battle of Los Angeles, uh, November 1st and 2nd, there are 14 men already announced. Two more that need to. Uh, the names are Davey Richards, Chuck Taylor, Masato Yoshino, El Generico, Kenny Omega, uh, friend of the show, Brandon Bonham, Austin Aries, Chris Hero, Necro Butcher, Scott Loft, another friend of the show, Nick Jackson, and your boy, Riddick Strong, uh, Nigel McGuinness, and Joey Ryan. Uh, this should be fun stuff. Um, you know, with that, that type of uh, roster, how can you not have a bad tournament? You know, honestly. Um, so, Ed, um, I uh, I sent you some stuff. Um, what did you think of the debut episode of Florida Championship Wrestling, their TV show? What, what did you think? Actually, of it? I was actually planning on watching it tomorrow, uh, but okay. I did check out the the ROH and the ROH. That's the first ROH like pay per view or show that I've ever seen, like the host show. And that was mm. fucking awesome, dude. That was that blew my mind now, away. Now I'm I'm going to ask you this right now. What did you think of the machine guns match with uh, Stenerico, Steen and Generico? Those uh, are two of my favorite tag teams. The, the, <clears throat> the, they didn't actually they didn't have a tag match on the on the pay per view. Oh no 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 oh no I'm sorry that was Death Before Dishonor. Um, who did um? What was yeah, the? Kevin Steen wrestled Necro Butcher Necro. On, on the on the. That's right. Uh, that, was, that was the first time I got to see Necro, so that was pretty cool, man. I thought I thought that match was all right. I thought yeah, it was pretty good, man. He, that that fucker could take a beating. Yeah, he can. But yeah, that was a that's a pretty good show, um, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, the Brian Danielson's match was fucking badass. That was fucking awesome. I do gotta say that I always. Pictured the Briscoe brothers being like uh, New Yorkers or like New Jersey type dudes, and I didn't know they were hillbillies. Yeah, well, they're from uh, you know where the South meets the North. They're in Delaware, and I'd like to welcome the show. Welcome to the show from the AngryMarks.com family, the boss man himself of Big D and the Super Friends, the Emperor Big D. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yo, congratulations on your one year, man. That's uh. That's quite the accomplishment. How are you? Ed, hello. Hey, what's going on, D? How you doing? Very good, man. I, well, I'm all right, let's just say. I feel a little better now that I'm on the air. 
Well, are you talking about? I didn't. I just caught the uh, line. Are y'all talking about the uh, the Manhattan Center show by any chance? The ROH pay per view. Oh, the pay per view. Oh, okay. Because I KZ, I did receive the Manhattan Center show. Uh, you gotta tell your boy Adam Pierce, man. I know he's your homeboy, man. He's a great wrestler, and I'm not gonna dick ride him. You know, I'm really not. I know it could, just because you know him because he's on this show. But uh, he, he, him, and and Brent had a tremendous match. It was old school and new school combined. That's why I liked it a lot. It had elements of everything. Uh, just letting you know, um, I didn't even see the pay per view, so I couldn't comment on that. The the, the table spot from the Pierce um, Albright match was just great. You know, it was completely out of nowhere. You know, I was just like, yes. I agree. I agree. I, and I love how they see the pile driver on the floor, and oh, I loved it. I it was. It was really a great, great match. I love the reversal into the arm bar. This was, it was a beautiful thing. Tonight on the Angry Mark Show, let me ask them, are you gonna are you finishing tonight at eleven or wait, eleven Eastern? Are you gonna be done or are you gonna go extra? How's it gonna work tonight? I'm going uh six to eight my time. I'm probably gonna go over. Okay, well, once that's done, I wanna invite everybody to listen to the Angry Mark Show afterward at eleven. The reason why is because I'm really pissed right now. Um, first of all, I'm watching TNA, and that's got my blood pressure going up slightly. But the whole the whole wrestling business right now has got me pissed. And if you don't get to catch it live, listen to the um, uh, the archive because I'm gonna rant tonight for about ten minutes on why I'm sick of pro wrestling and why I'm about to just give it up. Not not give it up like completely. Give up watching it on television. I'll still watch older stuff, but it's making me sick, bro. You're you're joining me, brother. You're leaving the dark side, and you're joining me. <laughs> You've given up you already? I, hey, brother, I don't watch... You know, I, I watched uh, the TNA pay-per-view because uh, Brian and Dave put over those couple matches. Uh, there was some decent stuff on there. I liked the cage match. That was fun. Uh, the Joe match was fucking insane. Joe is a dumb fucking Samoan. Idiot. Why in the f- fucking dummy? You know? Why in the fuck are you going to take a bump like that on your back on steps for nothing? Unbelievable. You know, when I uh, when I saw that spot, I was like, man, this he's a moron. And you got to understand, I went, Samoa Joe was from like 04 to 06, like my favorite wrestler. You know, and now it's like he's still a good wrestler, but now it just seems like the the bloom has fallen off the rose, if you know what I mean. And when I saw the spot, I figured, you know, anybody who knows anything about wrestling knows that there's no way to break your fall on that. You know, I don't care who you train with. You can't break your fall on stairs and on steps. And I knew that Alvarez and, and our show and, and your show were going to talk about it at some point, how much of an idiot he is, because... Jesus, it just looked painful. And I've fallen downstairs before. This guy jumped downstairs. That's insane. What, what do you think of that match, Ed? Did you get a chance to see the bounce board? Um, yeah, and um, yeah, that 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 was some psycho shit. I, I, he, he's not mixed holy. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. But uh, I do got to say, there were some great matches on the show. But to me, the best part was uh, fucking the promo with the beautiful people. They just overshot everything on that one. <laughs> so anything involving those two girls is fucking the greatest shit on the, on the earth. See, that's, that's why I love Ed. That's why I love Ed. Ed is always happy and jolly, 
and that's why he's such a good guy. I'm I'm fucking at, I'm the opposite right now, dude. Why is Mick Foley at almost fifty taking chair shots to the face? To the face. Why? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. that I don't know. I, I figured he would. Uh, he would. He would by now. You know, start to block that stuff. I mean, it's not like and you know. I mean, it's one thing if you're taking him. You know, week on a weekly basis or a daily basis, and you're kind of used to it. But when was the last time he took a shirt shot like that? It's got to have been years. You know what I mean? It's going to hurt him worse than you know than back when he was wrestling you know full time. So yeah, he needs to just fucking stop fucking trying to be super tough and just fucking put your arms out, dude. I mean, you know, it's it's all in the cell. You can sell it like a motherfucker and not take the whole shot. You know. Mhm. All right, um, Eddie. Uh, we're going to let you go. Um, we've got a bunch of guests coming on. So uh, let's plug your show, brother. Let's hook it up. Oh, okay, this Friday, um, you can join me in the Peach Machine uh, Friday night at uh, 9 o'clock uh, Eastern, uh, 6 o'clock in the West. Uh, we're going to do the first half hour. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the pay-per-view, uh, the UFC pay-per-view. Uh, well, not the pay-per-view, but the UFC show. Uh, Big D, like I said, you're welcome to join us if you'd like. Uh, yeah, um, just to let you know, I'm probably going to be there. There's a good chance I'm going to be there. So what time do you say? Well, it's 9? Uh, Eastern? Yeah, it'll be 9 years. It starts 9 your time. And we're gonna yeah, do I'll, I'll the... probably count me in. Okay, and then uh, after that, we're going we're gonna to be joined by uh, Dirk Bergen, and we're going to review the Horseman DVD and the World Class DVD and just talk about just you know, the typical wrestling news and bullshit and just other wacky shit, and, uh, yeah, everyone check it out, you know, and who knows, maybe fucking Evan Bourne will drop in again, <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, where, thanks, where, uh, where can we get archives of that show, brother? Okay, uh, just go to blogtalkradio.com, and in the search, you can type in Drunk Cast, or you can type in Ed in San Antonio, and it'll take you to all the archives. Angry and, Marks uh, also has an archive, too, of, of your show. AngryMarks.com. Yeah, AngryMarks.com. Um, you can get the download or you can stream it. And uh, thanks to the great CVJ for that, you know, so he, so he gives us the hookup. So, yeah, either blogtalkradio.com, drunkcast, or angrymarks.com. You can get the show and uh, give us a chance. I'm sure you'll like it. And uh, 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 congratulations once again, KZ, on the year. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on, Eddie. Thanks, Ed. I'll see you on Friday. That was the world-famous Ed in San Antonio. Wow, half hour in, we've already shot off with Ed, and we have Big D on. We've got some guests coming up very soon. We should uh, Jesse Hernandez from the EWF should be calling in very soon. In the second hour, we will join, be joined by the Iron Saint, Sal Tomaselli, and BetweenTheRope.com's Vito Danucci. So we've got a bunch of uh, guests lined up for the show. So, Mr. D... What's up, man? Hey, uh, I, I appreciate you having me on, and sorry if I'm being a little bit loud. Um, I, I, my show's been off the air for a couple of weeks. I, it's probably going to come back not this Tuesday, but following Tuesday. So I got a lot to say, and I'm just, man, I'm so fed up with the business, bro. And I've, I've never been this fed up in years. I mean, the last time I was this upset was like an 04, you know? Mm, I don't feel bad, brother. You're, you know, you're, you're with me. You know, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't feel bad. I'm not one of those geeks who's 
life revolves around the wrestling business. And fuck that. It's just that, you know, I'm supposed to do these wrestling shows with yourself, with Ed, my show, Stevie's show. I want to be positive, and I can't be because I'm just tired of it, especially since I've been watching old stuff, a lot of old stuff, old TV, a lot of old Raws. I'm so spoiled now because I forgot how great it was. After you stop for like 10 years and you forget how great it is, you go back and you watch an old Raw from like 97, it's like totally like, like what the fuck am I, what, what happened to this show? You know what I mean? I hear you, brother. I hear you. Um, you know, I've been watching 1997... 1998 season of Shotgun Saturday Night. And yeah, me too. I know where you're getting your stuff from, by the way. No, you don't. Well, some of your yeah, stuff. No, you some of your stuff. Some of my stuff, but not all of it. I, I have that those two seasons on DVD. So, um, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I mean, you got all kinds of workers on there. Even the independent guys that they bring in to do jobs, you know, they're not quite doing jobs. They're actual like tryout matches. Yeah, like uh, like a little Luchadors and Devin Storm. By the way, that mini the, the mini Lucha set you sent me was really yeah. fun. That was oh. a that was a great set. Yeah, that was some uh, that was some good stuff. Uh, what what'd you think of the mini Cybernetico at the end of the last match? That was just insane. Oh, that was insane. The other thing is, I gotta ask you, man. After that match, there was another six man Lucha match. There was two other matches. Um, on the DVD, it's a two out of three falls, like most of those matches are. I only got the two falls. I need to see if you can somehow send me the third fall, because I'm sitting here watching it with my friend. We're having a great time watching this high-quality lucha, and we're waiting for that third fall, and it's like, no, where's the rest of it? We're flipping out. What what what, what uh, DVD was that one? Was it, it wasn't on the minis, was it? It was. It's like It's like what happened was... The minis ended, and there was extra stuff on the same show. I think maybe you just let it, like, you know, you just let it, like, uh, go. Oh, I didn't and there, right. I, It was oh. awesome, though. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up that set here. Um, it was awesome, though. I mean, it was. By the way, in regards to Shotgun, I, I love that show, but I really only love, like, the first seven or eight episodes, six or seven episodes when they were in the nightclubs. Totally different show than anything uh, else that's ever been done since. I mean, it was probably as close to ECW as WWE was ever going to get, other than the night they brought in ECW, the couple nights they had them. Now, tell me, what, what did you think of the Vampiro set I sent you? The Vampiro set, I could only watch a couple of matches. For some reason, when I played it on my DVD player, there was some aspect ratio issues. It came out good on the computer. Uh, on the DVD player, it might just be, you know, just a, a combination of things. It came out kind of, some of the matches came out kind of strange. I watched, I got to ask you about one of the matches. I watched the match with Vampiro and Christopher Daniels from MLW. Um, mm -hmm. Is that the infamous match where he showed up out of shape and on, and on drugs? Is that the, is that the one? Because I've heard stories about this match. No, no. This was their first match. It was in the title tournament in the in a UCW arena. Okay. He was okay, not so out of shape. You know, it was it was fine. No, he didn't look out of shape. But uh, I heard a story about him wrestling Daniels once, and he was he supposedly showed up out of shape and and on something. That's what I heard a long time ago. Mm. No, this is that's not the match. 
The one I enjoyed the most that you sent me is that mini lucha set, though. That's the one I, I had a lot of fun with that one, I'll tell you. That's, the, 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 you can't watch the minis all the time, but it was that and that extra six-man after it that really was like, you know, we were entertained like crazy. Mm. Do you remember what match it was? Um, was it after the Cybernetico? Uh, I, oh, shit, dude, I got I to... I, it was the only... Okay, it was the only non mini match on the set. Um, it was a non mini match. They had oh man, I wish I had kept track of the names, man, but you know how Mexicans are with their long names. Um uh, <laughs> you know, have a list. Pretty sure yeah. do. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Uh, it's like we saw the first yeah. two falls and then you see the guy say, you know, in Spanish when we return third fall and then it cuts off. I'm like, no and I was I meant to email you about it too. But mm. I have forgotten. By the way, thanks for the other stuff you sent me. I received uh, some of the stuff I already had, but the King of the Ring, I already had that. But uh, it was interesting because you sent me the uh, pay-per-view version. I actually have the video right. version, the Coliseum video. Yeah. Um, now, I, I have to ask, uh, what's your opinion on Dick Togo? Ah, yeah, the like Dick it? Togo set. Hmm? That's, the, that's my crown jewel. Um, out of all the DVD sets that I've ever made, I love that Dick Togo set. It's just, Dick is such a dick. You know, yeah. a bully type of uh, junior. I've always loved his work. Um, just fun stuff people, right there. People forget his run in WWE for like, what, six months when he was in Kyantai? Very short run. Maybe maybe even a year. I think he was here about a year. Yeah, um, then then it was then they got rid of uh, Menteo and him, and they just had Taka and Funaki. And now they still have Funaki, who's a Kung Fu Naki. Oh, I was about to say, isn't it funny how his first name changed from Sho to Kung? Gay. <laughs> That's another thing I hate about wrestling. It's just so stupid to watch, man. Uh, sorry, dude, but it's it's really like, man, it's like every show I watch, and and it's it's Brawl it, it, was so boring, bro. I was so utterly boring. It's unwatchable. Hmm. It's like, you know, they put guys in there, right, who, um, they, they try to have good matches. They try, they put guys who, who they think should have good matches, and they don't. They, they just, they don't, you know. Why don't they just throw Evan Bourne on, you know what, if they put Evan Bourne on all three brands, I'd be happy. Yeah, no doubt. Well, he's a, he's a, just a, a phenomenal, you know, worker. You know, he's just above everybody else. He's at a whole different level. You know, and it's insane. And, you know, the kid's over, too, you know. Matt's way the fuck over. And I yeah, knew, he, when, I first, when I first saw him in Delirious and Mischief and uh, Daisy Hayes from the Gateway Championship Wrestling, which is the company that Peach Machine used to work for, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, these guys are, gonna, you know, going to hit it big. You know, they also had Dingo in there, who's now uh, the IWA Mid-South World Heavyweight Champion, who's really good. So don't sleep on Dingo. But uh, yeah, yeah guys, I, I knew they were all good. I knew they were all good, and you know they were all going to make a name for themselves. It's just a matter of time, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'll tell you, uh, the uh, the the fake Matt Seidel, uh, Chris Jones uh, at FIP. I wasn't able to attend FIP on last weekend, but he did defeat Sal Renaro to win the Heritage title. And this guy, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. You're probably not. The dude's 18. He's 
he's a super rookie, but he wrestles and looks just like Matt Seidel. Same body, same tights. Not exactly as good, because it's pretty much impossible to be as good, but he looks, I mean, he reminds you so much of Matt Seidel. And uh, 18 years old, this guy's already got a, a pretty major belt uh, indie-wise. I mean, it doesn't mean anything on the grand scheme of things, but indie-wise, that's a pretty good belt to have. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. I yeah. have to agree. Oh, by the way, um, I wanted to ask you real quick. Sure. Oh, what, what was I going to ask you? Um... Oh, yeah, do you have any matches with Peach Machine? Because I meant to ask you, and, and I figured you'd have him uh, you know, out of anybody, because he says he's got some I, on tape. I can't give him to you, because I know his shoot name and his work name, and I've, I've been told that I'm not to say anything. He told me his, so, uh, his work name. I'll, I'll, I'll PM it to you, or I'll email you and, and let you know. Email it to me, and, and I'll see what I can do. Um, I don't have any more of my gateway tapes. So, but I can see what I can do. Yeah, because I wanted to see him work. I mean, he's he's retired, right, pretty much? Peachy? Yeah, I think yeah. he is. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Does he really like Billy Kidman? Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Well, no, nah, it's good, but it's, it could be bad. Yeah, well. Uh, so what else did I send you in your package? You sent me the... Uh, Legends Roundtable factions. I've already got that. I've got all the Legends Roundtables, um, and they're good. They're they're very good. Oh, yeah. All of them. That's like my. You know, if they aired that on television, that'd be my favorite show. You know. You know. Isn't it sad that this business? And I don't mean to sound negative, man. I just gotta be honest. I'm gonna shoot with you. Isn't it sad that the most, the the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in wrestling is Hulk Hogan celebrity wrestling? Can you believe that? I'm not even looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to UFC on Saturday. Well, yeah, that's why I said wrestling. Yeah, MMA is different. MMA is doing okay. Um, but, yeah, re- I mean, MMA is doing strange. <laughs> but wrestling well, see, I'm talking about. Now, now, brother, you know, it's either, you know, shit in my DVD collection, you know, that I'll go back and watch, or it's indies. I, I, I don't follow ROH anymore, but I do get their stuff so I can watch certain certain workers. Then there's the SoCal Pro stuff from San Diego, just to watch Adam Pierce, um, and su- to support my sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. Yep. Cheap plug. And uh, Chikara. I just got in uh, two Chikara shows today, September 20th and the 21st. Uh, I finished the first one. Um, Dr. Keith Lipinski tore it up on on commentary, brother. You know. The oh, he did commentary. Going on. Yeah. He did. Well, he. I'm gonna break kayfabe, but he helped promote the Chicago show, September 20th. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. I, that, I knew he was gonna do that. He works. He he always does that. Yeah. So he uh, he was really good on commentary. You know. Plus, I I love Shikara. It's just so fucking wacky. You know. And they use some guys that you don't usually see. You know. I watch IW Mid South, with the exception of the deathmatch stuff, because it's just not my thing. I can't wait for Ted Petty to come out. I cannot wait for that fucking show. I am. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. CBJ put it over like crazy. Oh, dude, he I want there. to see my boy Sammy Callahan. My boy Sammy Callahan, man, he got to work the guys that he wants to work. You know, he when he was on the show, he said he wanted to work Eddie Kingston. He worked Eddie Kingston. He said he wanted to work Scorpio again. He worked Scorpio. You know, he made it to the finals, but lost to Drake Younger. You know, I mean, plus, you know, the Ted Petty, though, is, you know, that's the that, that special tournament. I'm not a mark for tournaments. But the the Ted Petty is, you know, what it is every year. 
you know, it's it's a bunch of established indie guys, and then it's a bunch of newcomers, and you know, it's a good mix and mash. And you know, Ian has a good eye for young talent, and that's that's a shoot. You know, he you know he's the guy that took a chance on CM Punk. He's the guy that took a chance on Cole Cabana. It's a shame WWE won't. Jesus Christ, <laughs> poor Colt. Uh, 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 I mean, I, I was afraid of it, but Colt has become a, a jobber. A complete job He's a job And CM Punk is hoping to God that his match gets voted in on WWE.com for his pay-per-view. Can you believe that? Man, can, yeah, I'm sure. But, geez, think about it's crazy because, you know, I was watching him real quick. I was watching him on Raw, and I forget if it was, no, I don't think it was Raw. It was ECW during the eight-man uh, last week. And I was watching the match, and, and, and I heard... Um, Grisham say he was a former heavyweight champion in the world, and I was like, he was? I was like, what the fuck? Oh, he was a month ago. That's how bad he's been handled. I completely forgot his title reign. That's how bad it's been. Like, I never forget these things. Yeah, there you go. There you go, exactly. You know, it was pretty crazy. Pay-per-view I, the last pay-per-view I saw from WWE was the one with the ladder match. You know, I watched the ladder match and uh, the taker match. And that was it. Well, the you Triple know, H I mean, Hardy was good. Yes, yes. It was a brilliant finish, too. I liked it. It kept everybody strong. You know, so did the Michaels uh, Jericho finish. It kept everybody strong, kept shit alive. You know, it's just a mistake that they put Austin in the voting for that for that uh, referee gig. Because it should be Michaels. Use that to carry shit on to the Rumble. Boom. On the Mania. My booking ideas. You've heard me yeah, talk about it on your show. Yes, I remember you saying she should take it to Mania. You know what? Uh, at that time, I didn't think they could, but really, they they kind of can. You just have to take it slowly. He might still he might still screw Jericho. I don't know. But uh, the thing about Austin is, you know, watching the old shit. Like I've been telling you, I love Austin. I loved a lot of the stuff he did. That I some of it I completely forgot about. Some of it you'll never forget because it's so great. And I think Austin's shit has kind of run its course nowadays. Um, not because it's not because he as a performer is lacking. It's because creative can't come up with new creative things for him to do. He just comes out, drinks beer, and stuns people. Remember a year ago when he came out after that like eight week build of, with Santino, and he beat up Santino, and there was virtually no reaction from the crowd. At that point, I kind of got scared. I was like, Why is Austin not getting a reaction? And I, you really realize it's because he's, all he does is drink beer and stun people. He doesn't do, you know, those, you know, he doesn't do B for 316 anymore. You know, remember that shit? Mm, there you go. There you go. Okay. Um, see, I'm, I'm looking here at the minis, the mini set I sent you. Um, was it the first match the, from the AAA pay-per-view in 94? No, no, no. It was the it was the the match. It was the very last match on the set, um, the very last match on the DVD, and then right. after Benny's match ended, there was a a, a, a non mini six man. That's okay, I got you. That was CMLL, the mini Cybernetico. That was the last match that I put on there. The very that's okay, the so, very last one. Okay, let me find this for you. That I'll was send a you the show. beautiful man. That six man, that was. Unbelievable. I mean, that was. By the way, I still gotta send you the what I was gonna send you. I'm gonna send it this week. All right. I, I just. I've had a very rough week. My. Uh, I'll talk about it tonight on my on the Angry Mark show. But my. Uh, I had a surge. Fuck my computer up. 
And uh, it was it was so bad. You know, I have people telling me, oh, get a surf stretcher. Those don't work. They really don't. And it was mm-hmm. so bad of a surge that I was actually asleep and I heard it. When you hear a surge, you know there's a problem. And mm-hmm. fucked, I can't boot anymore, so now I've got to go in and fix a bunch of things. And that's okay. been a nightmare. I found it, D. I found it. It's CMLL Cadena Trace 5308. We have uh, La Sombra, Sagrado, and Valador Jr. against Io del Fantasma, La Mascara, and Valiante for the Mexicano Trios title. I don't know. I don't know their names. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'll <laughs> I'm send not it to that you. familiar with Lucha. Okay, cool. I'll send it to you. Lucha's one it. of those things that you don't have to know anybody's name. You just watch it. You don't really have to know anybody. You just look at what they look like and you'll remember. Well, it's an acquired taste too, so you know I, I can. I really don't like straight traditional lucha. I like more of the Japanese hybrid, like uh, Ultimo Guerrero and Rey Bucanero. Um mm-hmm. I need to send you that two disc set. That stuff is amazing. Um, for those that are listening, that are members of the F4W Online Empire, uh, Vinny has been doing tape reviews of it. I think the last two weeks, uh, at least last week. I'm not sure uh, if Vincenzo did it uh, this week, but. Um, yeah, that's some real good stuff. Uh, I think that uh, the machine guns and those guys, you know, that's a money feud, and I think they could do it in both companies, uh, at least when TNA comes to Texas. You know, it's just uh, that they're just an amazing, amazing team, um, and I can't, you know, say enough about those guys. Um, what What's up with this uh, supposed war now where – like people are, are insinuating it's a war that that WWE is running Mexico, and I know they always run Mexico once a year, but or sometimes more. But now there's people saying that there's going to be a war. I know they got TV down there, but mm-hmm. what's up with that? I mean, I know that Dos Caras. I think he just signed. No, he did not. He did not. Huh? No, he's been. Uh... He's been, you know, negotiating and with both sides, just trying to get the best deal as he can. So it's not confirmed that he's signed. Okay, I thought that he had signed for sure. I read a couple of days ago that he was, maybe he was just getting ready to. But uh, what's the deal with the war, man? What do you, what information do you have on this? Is WWE plan to just take over the entire country, and how are they going to do that? Because that style doesn't really, you know, WWE style will get over, but you got to have the lucha style too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I gotta agree you, with you. Um, do you think, I think they'll do like a Super Astros? I think what they should do is is they should sign lower card guys, younger guys, um, and a couple older stars to carry the upper card. Um, and what you do is you run weekly cards, you know, with local TV with these young kids, and you just groom them. Then you can you can send down you know like every three months you can send down you know a mid card guy like a Carlito or something like that, and then you do you know a quote unquote WrestleMania type show once a year, and then you bring down a couple big matches um, from New York, and then you have your your big stuff that you've been building underneath. I think it would you work. Mean, you mean like a Mexico Mania where it's like a WrestleMania in yeah. Mexico, but not a real WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, for those that are listening. For those that are listening, um, I just mentioned the Ray Buccanero and Ultimo Guerrero set. Uh, you can get that at WrestleWarehouse.com. Um, also, uh, Vinny V of Figure4Online.com did another tape review this week, uh, in this week's uh, F4W 
newsletter about the uh, set. It's just a, a tremendous set. D, I'm gonna have to get it out to you. Um, it's you know it's it's not quite traditional, and there's there's some stuff from Japan where uh, they work Kaz Hayashi and Ultimo Dragon, uh, which is brilliant stuff. Um, there's you know a lot of lucha stuff. Um, it's just it's just an insane set. It's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, um, as far as them, I think they should open you know a developmental down here. They can you know um, groom cruiserweights and bring back the division. I think that, you know that's what's missing, and that's what's going to happen when the NWA gets their national TV because you're going to see the Nitro formula with that company where they have the bigger guys on top, they have uh, tag team stuff, they have uh, cruiserweight quote unquote luchador stuff, uh, they have you know the lower card guys. You know that's what's missing is there's not something for everyone on the shows. And you said that's going to be two hours, right? That's what I hear, brother. That's I'm, what I hear, brother. I'm, I'm probably more anxious to, for that than anything WWE's putting on. Oh, I mean, I am too. You know, not just because my friend Adam Pierce is, you know, is the champion. Um, I mean, no, even if it was all bright, I mean, it's it's all good. There you go. There you go. Hey, I'll exactly. tell you. I'll tell you what, man. I hate to be, like I said, I hate to be negative, but when I saw the John Cena's coming back things, first of all, having two on one show or three is, is way too much. With everybody talking about how great he is and all that shit, I'm so sick of John. Bro, something has to happen, man. Like, I'm waiting for some kind of, you know what I mean? Like, when Vince, like, killed himself those two times, they've got to have mm-hmm. something big happen, man, because this is, you know, every show is, like, draining my life away. they got to have, like... Cena turn heel, which ain't gonna happen, but they need to have something big, kick off a new hot angle, you know, have a, a new stable, and let me tell you that the Orton stable, that ain't working, I thought it was going to, it ain't, you know. Well, they're not, they're not really running with it either. No, not, they're not, or they're waiting too long, I don't know, I really don't know, but, you know, to keep it on the positive, yeah, the Lucha, did you watch the Blue Panther match yet? Oh, I just saw clips. I haven't been able to get the damn pay-per-view anywhere. None of my guys in Mexico got it. I guess it was on, like, limited cable channels or something. You know, I haven't been able to get it. You know, brother, as soon as I get it, you're going to get it. But I can't seem to find it. That's bizarre considering that it was, like, the biggest angle they've done in years or whatever, like everybody's Mm -hmm. saying. Dr. Lucha wrote a 38-paragraph essay on it. You know, it was the most, like, in-depth thing. Damn, that's that's pretty, you know, and and yet and yet FCW is available now on YouTube and other places. Can you believe that? Unbelievable, unbelievable. My my beautiful mugs on there a couple times. There you go. Um, before we uh, before my next guest calls in, or before Vito calls in, uh, I'm gonna plug something. Uh, Pro Wrestling World One South on uh, November 8th in Ellaville, Georgia, at Buck's Place. They have a tag team tournament with the Rock and Roll Express, uh, the new heavenly bodies of Chris Nelson and Vito DiNucci, and the Heartbreak Express, among others. I hope to God that they put that on DVD, because I'd love to see the Heartbreak Express and the Rock and Roll Express just do their thing. Um, That'd be awesome. You've seen, obviously, you've seen uh, my boys, Sean and Phil. What do you think of the Heartbreak Express? Do you you enjoy their work, and... Do are you like me, and do you think that they could fit in the nineteen eighties? Bro, we, we, that's exactly what I said on uh, on your show. I think it was uh, about a month ago or a month and a half ago. Exactly what I said. They, the Heartbreak Express, man, they're 
they're so freaking awesome. I mean, it's a combination of things. It's the fact that you got the skinny guy and the fat guy, no offense to Sean, and you got these uh, 1980s like spots where a guy does a sunset flip on Sean, and then he sits down, and everybody's like, ooh, because he's like 400 pounds. And uh, Then the best part is the promos. Sean Davis, man. Uh, you know, no offense to Phil, but Sean is the backbone of that team. Sean, his promos, when he comes out and screams, shut up, it's, it, you, you can't help but just l- die laughing. He's, he's entertaining, and now he's dressing up like a Sgt. Pepper uh, marching band guy in FIP, and that's even more entertaining. They, these guys, it, it, they did, like I said, they missed their era. Those guys and guys like your boy Adam Pierce. If they were around in the 80s and 70s, they'd be millionaires because that's that's really where they belong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And fuck it, I'll let the cat out of the bag. I've been pushing to Dave Marquez and Adam Pierce to sign the, uh, the Heartbreak Express. Uh, they need to be on that new TV. No doubt. Does this no mean doubt. they won't be on FIP anymore? That's a good question. I, I think they, they probably they probably could because FIP doesn't have the contracts that ROH does. So I don't think no, it would be don't. an issue. Now, imagine this. You bring in for a nostalgia show the Rock and Roll Express against the Heartbreak Express. Oh, that'd be Money. great. It's 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 one of those well, it's one of those things where you'd have to get the Heartbreak Express over to the masses first cuz you mm-hmm. know, you and I know them, but most re- like even the the fans from the NWA era aren't going to know them, so you got to Give them a few other matches, and then you could pop that off, and that'd be fun. I think it'd be a good match. I mean, just having Sean get heat on Ricky Morton is just a, a great, you know, that's what wrestling needs instead of all this John Cena crap. Yep, it's money. How's your day, yeah. honey? Is it good? Good turkey? Casey being good. father on talking. the air. <laughs> I'm talking to the wife. <laughs> She's eating a turkey dinner. Breaking kayfabe here. That's it, brother. Hey, that's all we do is shoot here, man. You know, we don't we don't fucking hide anything. You know, my my wife's the backbone, brother, behind you know Rubber Guard Radio. She's the one that prints the flyers. She's the one that supplies your uh, your tapes. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. So um, let's see. Uh, coming up for Adam, Adam Pierce's uh, NWA title defenses scheduled, we have he's going to Mexico City to defend against Blue Demon Jr., um, which should be an interesting, interesting match, especially you know when you're working against the president, you know because Blue Demon is the president of NWA Mexico, so uh, yeah, that should be good stuff. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Adam. Let's uh, let's bring up that match again, uh, him and Albright, the first one uh, for the title. Um, I gave it four and a half stars. Um, I'm going to amend that. I'm going to say four and a quarter, but it's still in my top ten for match of the year. It's not my match of the year, but it's in my top ten. Um, wh- what did you think of that match compared to other Adam Pearce stuff in ROH? Yeah, you know what? You you know, I'm, I'm definitely, i got to tell you, I'm not an Adam Pearce dick rider. I have to say that, you know, but I do have to say this. Uh, you you did hit the nail on the head when you said that there's two different Adam Pierces. There's like the goofy Adam Pierce that ROH is booked, and then there's that Adam Pierce. I will say mm-hmm. that you're not you're absolutely not wrong on that one because the match was 
was totally different. All we've really seen from Adam Pierce, and that's you know, you just talk of somebody who's disenfranchised with ROH right now, uh, was him working that hardcore angle with the butcher during the CCW feud, which was a fun angle, mm-hmm. but you really didn't get to see him wrestle. It was a good, right. it was a very good match. Hmm. Well, I, I don't count that as Adam, quote unquote, Adam Pierce stuff. That was him, you know, in a war. So I don't really count that. Okay. okay. I count everything after. You know what I mean? Because you mean like Rachel's circumstances, like the delirious feud, kinda. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I'll tell you I, what. I, the, the, go ahead, go I ahead. Love when he threw the, I love when he threw the fireball at Brent Albright. Okay, that's Oh, old yeah, old. well, that's what set up the match. That's Lawler in Memphis. You know, that's Lawler in Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he wears the, the singlet and does the pile driver. I mean, he's basically Lawler. He's That's what he is, you know. It, it, it's All he needs is Jerry Jarrett, and he's Lawler. I'll tell you, um... Yeah, the the uh, you're talking about the delirious stuff. The Hangman three, bro. That was, I'm sorry, dude. Look, I know you 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 shot on Gabe uh, on my on my show and a couple times on this show. And like I said, he's not really a bad booker. However, when he tried to put together these factions last year, and he basically forced them to get together, it wasn't like a natural thing. Sort of like the Roderick. That was, you know, the Norbert Morse Corps was more of a natural kind of combination. When he well, forced the, the hangman. Gabe has been watching. Gabe has been watching too much Dragon Gate. Okay, that gang mentality in Dragon Gate works because they do six man, eight man tags. It works over there. They have a Lucha six man tag title. Yeah, Lucha too. I mean, in Dragon Gate, they have a six man tag title. Yeah, they do. Okay, come on now. And it's like the biggest belt there, I believe. It might actually be more over than a singles belt. Well, they're all pretty, you know, all three belts can, you know, open the triangle gate, open the brave gate, which is the singles, and open the twin gate, I think, is the tag. They, all three belts are so over, either, any of them can headline a show. I mean, don't Dragon they have gate a belt? Fire. Don't they have, like, a comedy belt or something? Do they still have Yeah, they that? have a comedy belt, too, that's held by Stalker Ichikawa. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Yeah, that's my good mind. shit, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you're you're right. The, our, we're we're both. We I agree. Um, the, yeah, when they put the the groups together, man, it was. I I don't know. It was just like like we said, too forced. I mean, okay, sweet and sour. That's you know that makes sense. No remorse core. Austin Aries is counter. The Vulture Squad is horrible names, by the way. The Resilience, the Vulture Squad, the Hangman Three. The only name I liked was No Remorse Core. Every other name, like where are they getting these names from? It's like a uh, Power Ranger names, man. This was bad. And poor Adam had to be, you know, I know he was the leader of the group, but oh, man, that was not a good time, in my opinion. Mm. And they never really did anything. Even with the six-man tag tournament, they didn't do anything, really. I think you that know, might I mean, have been the only reason they put them together. Well, you know, it was, this wasn't like Los Boricuas and the DOA. I mean, yeah, yeah those guys were, didn't... Yeah. Yeah, they didn't mean anything, but remember, those guys, at least, they had something in common. You know, it was a race thing. Uh, you know, you had mm-hmm. the Canadian Heart Foundation, the Black uh, Nation of Domination, the White Biker uh, DOA, and the Recans. And then you had Kayantai, which is the fourth faction. So they had all the different races, but this was just, like, forced. Like, uh, And then the whole B.J. Whitmer heel turn, he gets a different haircut. Uh, it was just, who cares? It was one of those, like, who cares things, you know? Yeah, it just kind of just didn't work for me. Oh, no, boy. It, it, 
Age of the Fall, another horrible name. They should have just called it Project 161. That was the original idea. I don't know why they called it Age of the Fall. I'm just not a big... I don't think there's enough creativity there. Well, I do like the faction. I love Jimmy Jacobs. I always have, and I always will. Um, Jimmy Jacobs is great. Necro, what can you say? Necro's fucking Necro. Um, Tyler Black, he is moving up, you know, rapidly. You know, he's going to be a really a breakout star. Um, I have the feeling that New York's going to be calling as soon as his ROH uh, deal's over with. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good look. He can go in the ring. Uh you know, I mean, I'm not just putting him over because he was a past guest, but, you know, Tyler Black is really good. <clears throat> yeah, I love how you still call WWE to be New York. That's that's funny. That's old school, because there are no territories anymore, but I like that New York's going to come calling. And, you know, as long as Orlando or Nashville doesn't call, and I'm fine with it. Hey, brother, I'm old school. All the way to the fucking bone. You know, all yep. the way to the bone. Uh, did well, did I, you ever I, watch any... Oh, go ahead. Try me, brother. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did you ever watch any of that Dale Gagner AWA crap? The newer AWA? Yes. Yes. Good just or... To watch Heart, no. Just to watch Heartbreak Express stuff. So, Other okay, that, so you didn't really pay nothing. attention to it then. Yeah, Other than that? Nothing. Just crap. You know. Now, um, Mr. D, I'm due to send you some DVDs. Um, Actually, I'm due I'm to send bro- you a DVD. I'm I'm gonna break into the vault. Um, how do you feel about Bruiser Brody? Oh well, anybody who hasn't seen him definitely should. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. Do you have any Puerto Rico? Because I got a buddy of mine who grew up on Puerto Rican wrestling, and he's been dying to see it again. It's like you know, it's his first love was was watching you know Bruiser Brody and the Invader, and it's so funny because he told me years ago about the Invader killing Bruiser Brody or whatever, and uh, mm-hmm. and he told me about it. He's like, I forget their names, but one guy killed the other guy, and then this was when I was a kid, and then later on when you grew up, I read about it and was like, damn, so that's what he was talking about. You know, I thought he was just you know telling me about a storyline. No, somebody actually killed the guy. It was crazy. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug this website. Um, it's a gentleman in Southern California. He uh, he deals in lucha and puro, and he's got some Puerto Rican stuff as well. Uh, it would be www.slambamjam.com. Um, Alfredo Esparza, who runs this site, has got a bunch of good shit that you can uh, you can check out. He's got a lot of. He's got some Puerto Rico. Um, you can. Uh, he has a bunch of the Anniversario shows. Um, I would get some stuff from there. I, I only have Brody stuff from, from Puerto Rico. I don't have any other stuff anymore. Uh, you'll be able to get that stuff from uh, from uh, Alfredo. Um, he's got oh, a bunch said, of different on. shit. You, you said it was Wham, Bam, no, no. Flam. No, 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 no. <laughs> www.slam, S-L-A-M-B-A-M-J-A-M.com. Wow. Email if you got a bunch of stuff. If you can. Are you on AIM? Uh, I don't know. Am I? Yeah, I am on my laptop. All right. I'll, I'll hop on. Yeah, shoot it to me if you can. Uh, right yeah. here, live Alfredo, on the air. Alfredo's uh, got a wide selection of stuff. A lot of different shit. Um, single discs are 5 bucks. Double discs are $8, I think. Uh, and he has sales from time to time. 
So yeah, it's a really good deal. Uh, let me know Sounds if like maybe we can go in. What do you, I'll break kayfabe. Where do you think IVP gets some of his shit from? Hey, everybody. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna bury that hey, sucker. He was my original <laughs> sponsor, but he never came through. So, fuck him. Really? You don't like IVP? I'm not down with Chris anymore, man. He did me wrong. He was my original sponsor. And he was supposed to send me a bunch of DVDs. You know, uh, fuck it, I'll shoot. Our our agreement was 10 discs per month, and I would give him full plugage. Which at that I gotta time do. was... I got to make a deal like that. <laughs> was eight, it was eight shows, eight shows a month. That was the deal for 10 discs a month. And he never came through. So, you know, the hell with him. Check your IMs, you brother. Did you, uh, did you request uh, Pearl or what? What did you want? Just Pearl? A bunch of different shit. Just a bunch of different stuff. Mostly best of. Um, I'm a mark for best of. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I actually enjoyed those uh, all-Japan championship title defenses and title matches sets. Those are uh, really good. You know, I mean, I know you're not down with the guy, but when I first found the website, I thought it was... It was like a gold mine. Like, I was looking at this like, oh, yeah. you got to be kidding me. There's a site like this? Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, I, I can't knock his stuff. You know, honestly. And it's good quality, too, for the most part. Oh, yeah. Really good quality. Um, there's there's some sets out there. There's uh, there's one that I'm really thinking of picking up. It's I'm looking forward to here. A partner of mine has got it. It's, uh, bear with me, brother. I'm looking here. It's all right. Um, I picked up his uh, UWFI with Vader and and, uh, and uh, Takata. There's a lot of there's a lot of huge variety there. I'll tell you. Yeah, that was some that was good stuff. Yeah, that was fun shit right there. Uh, Very different too. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, let's see. I'm still searching here on my partner's site. Um, damn, where'd it go? Are you all the warehouse? No, 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 it's somewhere else, which I'm not going to mention on the air. This is a kayfabe you, to say it. Uh, you've got site, more so. partners than, like, Ron Jeremy, hey, your no. other partner. <laughs> uh, okay, he's got, uh, he's got um, the best of Triple Crown title defenses, 15-disc set, 15 set. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. all-Japan title defenses. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Oh, that's that's yeah. that's a must-have for any fan of like Masawa and Hanson. It's got everything on there. Saruda. Everybody and then some. Yeah, well, that's you a know, we're, we're 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 talking about you know '90s all Japan. What do you think of uh, the Miracle Violence connection? No idea. Doc, that, Doc that. and Gordy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was their Doc name. I always call them Doc and Gordy. Uh, awesome. Big, nasty, powerful, strong people. Uh, I mean, damn, they, they wrestling needs a team like that. I think the closest that they came uh, to a team that reminded me of them was uh, Mike and Todd Shane, the the, the Shane twins Shane or twins? the mm-hmm. Johnsons or what was it? What was it they were yeah. Jim and I. Yeah, Jim and I, Johnsons. Yeah. Big, strong guys, man. But of course, they aren't on the level of Doc and Gordy. Uh, and I actually, like I said, I was watching old Raws, and I watched the uh, heel JR stuff too. I, you know, I'm sorry, but I love that stuff. I don't. I know everybody was all offended, made fun of his Bell's palsy, but 
you know, if he's willing to go along with it and he's willing to do it, then you can't, you know, it's like, you really can't get mad at him for going along with him making fun of his own Bell's palsy. That was some good stuff. And Doc went in there and killed people. So, you know, it's a shame he never got his due in WWE talking about Doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, um, I got in a set a little, a little while ago. It's a five-disc set. It's called The Forgotten Feud, Steamboat vs. Vers- Austin. He told me uh, about was that. Some good shit right there. I mean, good wrestling. Good he didn't wrestling. tell me it was five five discs, though. I always thought they only had, like, four or five matches. I don't remember there being five no. discs worth of matches. Dude, it's five discs. And I, um, I also got in... Uh, the Best of Midnight Express, which is a six-disc set, starts from their first match in Louisiana, goes all the way through to their last match. It's got their what? Now you say, you, hold on, you said their last match. Now there have been right. like eight different versions of Midnight Express. Okay, so. all right. Let, let me let me reword that. Condry, or no, Eaton and Condry, then Eaton and Lane, and when okay. it goes all the way up until uh, what's his name left. Uh, Cornette and uh, uh, what's that goof's name? Um, Lane left to go to Google. Wait, wait, so you're telling me there's no bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart? Damn. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> remember no. that? Sorry. Oh, that was harsh. You know, but yeah, remember when uh, when Cornette tried to bring the NWA to Raw and Jeff Jarrett was a North American champion? Remember all that crap? Mm-hmm. Well, you think they can yeah. do that with Pierce? That'd be funny. I would love it if they did it with Pierce. That'd be funny. They'd bring them up to Raw for, for, for a little... And they had Dennis Coraluzzo on Raw. That was bizarre. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah, uh, they... Check your email. I just uh, sent you the listing for that Midnight Express set. And I'll send you the listing for the... Uh, for the... Uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, steamboat. You may have already you may have already said it, but just said it again. It doesn't matter. I did like the listing for the um, the Sean Margin anyone. That was, you know, when, when yeah, you send good. me these listings, I'm over here thinking maybe it's only a two disc. You're sending me like six discs, and then I realize that you you get it. You've got these uh, house show matches. I was like, oh mm-hmm. okay. I keep forgetting about the house shows. I remember the TV stuff, but. Now, wait a minute. Are the house show matches fan-cammed, or, or are they in Mad Square Garden? Oh, they are? I hate those. They're Sorry, but I'm not a big fan some... of the fan-cam. See, they, what they did was they stopped the final, quote-unquote, MSG show that they aired was on March 16th, 1997. That was the final MSG that they showed as a TV show. Um, now, you know, from then on, it was like raw. You know, that was it. They, you know, I loved those old MSG shows. Those were great, especially in the early 80s where, you know, before Junior took over, you know, they would bring in guys from New Japan and they would bring in guys from all over. You're, you're referring to that Tiger Mask versus Jose Estrada or whatever, you know, there that you kind go. of stuff. I did see that. Oh, man, that stuff was just great. I'd like for someone to put, put together a best of Madison Square Garden. That would be pretty neat. Yeah, but there's um, too much stuff. No, 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 from the glory years, 70s, 70s to 83. WWF. Right, on to 1983, you could put, I've seen the, uh, 
what was it the uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from uh, Bruno San Martino? Yep, yep. That was good stuff. The um, the the, the um, uh, Superstar Billy Graham, the, the Dusty Rhodes matches, go. they were all good. There you go. That were, they right, were very D, good. Mr. D, I have to kick you off the air. I have a guest on the line, so um, I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to give you the office. Plug your show. All right. Uh, no, thank you, by the way. Uh, Big D and the Super Friends, it's not going to be on this Tuesday, uh, but it will be on the following Tuesday, uh, 10.30 p.m. I'm looking to get a special guest on this show. I'm, I haven't sent the email out yet, but I will. blogtalkradio.com slash emperor underscore big underscore D. Tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern, if uh, after KZ's done or whatever, switch over to blogtalkradio.com slash angrymarks. I will be joined by Stevie J and Killikev. We're going to be talking the week's worth of wrestling. I'm going to rant very loudly about why I hate wrestling in more detail than I did on this show. And then, of course, everything is available on angrymarks.com and uh, support angrymarks.com as well as Rubber Guard Radio after its uh, one-year of uh, birth. It's a great, great show with lots of uh, a variety of guests. And I'm still trying to build up my guest database. So uh, this show's took a year to get this big. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to do it in a year, too. Big D, thanks for coming on, brother. It's uh, always a pleasure to have you on and, and you know, talk uh, the grappling arts. Thanks for coming on, brother. I'll, uh, I'll thanks, hit you man. up. Let me know. All right. All right, Later. Brother. Okay, that was my bra, my dog, Big D. I have on the line... Some would call him the runt of the litter. I would say the leader of the pack from the Chicagoland area and EliteProWrestling.com, Mr. Sal Tomaselli. Sally Sack, welcome to my anniversary show. How you doing, dog? Not bad, man. How you doing? What's going on? Oh, fine and dandy, brother. I'm just uh, hanging out, talking the shit, you know, doing the thing. Hey, who was that guy that was just on? Uh, that's my boy, Big D. He's from uh, from Florida. And uh, he's a radio show host and goes to a bunch of indies and shit down in Florida. So, yeah, he's a good dude. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. He said he's rant about why he hates wrestling. Well, I just thought that was interesting. So what's going on, man? Congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you, sir. I, I really appreciate it. Um, first off, while, while I have you on, uh-huh. um, now you were at the Chikara show in September in Chicago. Yes, I was. Okay. Now, I, I just watched that show today, and that, from top to bottom, really good stuff. Um, Damn good, brother, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. Your your brothers in that opening tag was just really, really, really good stuff. Really Dude, good. I, like, I did, there was not a single point, I think, on that whole show where it was drab or slow or anything like that. Like, those guys run a really good show, man. It was... Hmm. It was very entertaining. I, awesome. I was blown away. I was like, I mean, the, just the opening match, brother, I was blown up. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. here we go. Because, you know, to be honest, I, I didn't think that, 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 that Brandon would be as good in the team with Vito as you were. But what they did was they switched the roles where Vito took your role and, and Brandon took Vito's. And it worked. Um, it was good stuff. Um, and then um, the next match was the the eight man with with the soul touches who I'm in love with. I love them. <laughs> they're they're the shizzle, the shizzle my nizzle. 
And they, you know, they are very, very entertaining, man. Even their manager, C Red, is really cool too. It's just it's it's awesome watching them. You know, they're kind of you can't help but like it. You know, it's just fun. Oh yeah. And then uh, they took on uh, Crossbones and Ultramantis and uh, Trick Davis, who I just don't like. I never have. And uh, my my breakout star for uh, 2009, Sammy Callahan, who I'd like to thank you personally for having Sammy on the show for me. Uh, oh, hey, no problem, Sammy man. Sammy tore it up. He tore it up. And it was just really good shit. And plus, Dr. Keith Lipinski was on doing commentary. So that was good. Oh, story. really? I didn't know that. I didn't, I, I, was, yeah. I didn't, I haven't seen the DVD yet, so I didn't get to hear any of the commentary. Lipinski That's tore it up. Did you like the ring? I do. I, you know what? I got to ask you because the ring announcer, I, this was the first time I ever was at a wrestling show where I had to go up to the ring announcer and say, hey, man, you did a great job tonight because he was awesome. Did you notice that at all or not? Or is that just me? Well, I've seen him for months now, and he's the Kaiju Big Battle uh, ring announcer. Um, Dude, he's awesome. He's good. He, he's really, really good ring announcing, and he's also commentating, but he's got the ring announcing down. He's just got to work a little bit more on the commentating. He's, you know, he's going, but he's got, you know, leaps, you know, there's a lot of room to, you know, to improve. So, but yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Um, ah, shit. Uh, sorry, brother. Partake the gimmicks today. Um, I can't remember. But yeah, he's, he's funny, man. And, and he's got a great hairdo, doesn't he? Dude, it was all because sometimes there was points where there was a few minutes between matches or something like that. But that's what I mean. Like the show was never slow, and he carried it through those few minutes just by talking to the crowd. And it was very, very entertaining. Now I, I have to ask: um, you were there for Ted Petty. Uh huh. Now, do you think that anybody in the last few years in that tournament has had the one night run? Or a two-night run or whatever it was that Sammy Callahan had. No, he had a very, very good showing. Yeah, I mean, geez, the Scorpio, Tuco Scorpio, fucking uh, Hero. Who was the third guy? Shit. Or it was, it was Hero, then Scorpio, and then Kingston. And then Kingston, that's right. And Kingston, the, the only guy that, and I'll, the only guy that got a bigger pop than Sammy, I think, that entire tournament was was Eddie. I think. I wasn't there for night two. I was only there for night one. But I can't wait. Dude, him he's out. fucking talk of the town, man, and, and and deservedly so. He's very, very good. You can't really name a whole lot of people that that he's mimicking or that he looks like. You know, so mm-hmm. more power to him, man. He's doing really good. Well, his his gimmick's over. So those that are listening, go to YouTube and type in Sammy Callahan, and you will see some of his promos. This guy's a fucking maniac. Okay, yeah. He's got a great gimmick. And, you know, the kid's humble. You know, he's humble. <coughs> you, you, you really don't get that too often, especially now, just because, you know, guys think they're hot shit and when they're not. But this kid, you know, he's down to earth, and he's going to go somewhere. And uh, us here at Rubber Guard Radio, you know, and, and other friends of the show, we're going to uh, give him the uh, proverbial boot in the butt. He's going to be the breakout star of 09. We're going to get him out there. and you know, get people talking about him because he's he's exceptional. He is really good. And and the thing is, he doesn't work like his size. And you know, and he's not afraid to get hit. You know, and the thing he's got a very explosive style. I mean, he was a 
he's an amateur wrestler, you know, I think for coming in from Ohio and everything, they got a really good, that's a wrestling state, you know, so, and he's just got that explosiveness to him, and it's just really, there's a certain intensity, I guess, sometimes when you're watching, you kind of forget that you're watching a fake wrestling match, and you can just get, you know, get caught up in the moment and have a good time. That's, I guess that's what it is, because he's just, he's really, he's over huge, like he's, re- everywhere he goes, you know. Now, does, Can't fake. does he work for you guys? Does, does he work for Elite Pro? Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, this Saturday, I believe he's making his debut. Who's he working? Brandon. Um, Brandon. I have no idea. <laughs> we haven't finalized the card yet. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry. To him and Brandon, that, that would be fun. I don't know. I think Brandon. I think Brandon might be in a tag match. Uh, him and Hades have been doing some tagging lately, so I believe that's what I'm envisioning. Not 100 percent sure yet. Cool. There's another kid who's you know who's up and coming is Jason Hades. Now you know what more can I say about him? I mean, fuck, he's good too. He was he was the guy that was getting everybody's attention before Sammy came on. So you know. There you go. There's some there's some really good talent sprout like all of a sudden in the past maybe like six months to a year or so something like that like five or ten guys have just kind of jumped out and said hey take a look at us and they're really good you know so it's fucking it's pretty cool. There you go. Well, um, we we mentioned we mentioned Helios. Um, I talked to you the, uh, the week after the Chikara the Chikara double shot there, and you told me that you were impressed with with Helios. Um, oh. Yeah. Now, are you gonna are you going to try to bring uh, bring uh, Helios in to work for Elite? Well, when, there's not anybody new going to be coming in. Uh, what we're doing is we have everything already booked out for till November, and November's our last show of the year. We always take December off. So if anything were to happen, it wouldn't even be until some point in the uh, earlier part of next year. So it just kind of depends. I, I would definitely like it, but he his schedule is relatively full, you know. So it's just it's kind of it's more up to schedule at this point because we only run once a month. It's not like we do a whole ton of dates or anything, you know. Right. And he's kind of he's all over the place. Now, would would you rather have him drop the Ricochet character and just go completely Helios? I I, I mean I'm partial to Helios. Don't get me wrong, I like Ricochet. I've known him ever since he started at Mid-South. I, I really, he's a, he's a guy that I would say is a good friend of mine. Like, just a really nice guy. But, I, I don't the Helios gimmick is just really cool, man. Just the whole mask looks good. It makes him look really cool. It fits more to where his style of thing is anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the look of it a lot. I thought it was, thought it was really cool. Yeah, that, that tag match was just blow away. Mm-hmm. Um, I get, I get to watch the Cleveland show. Um, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Um, I did. Yeah, I didn't see any. Of, I haven't seen any of that either. <clears throat> but yeah, that that uh, that uh, September 20th show, uh, you can get that at SmartMarkVideo.com. Please support any indies. Okay. Hey, you know it's, it's a lot about your company. I mean, they traveled like 200 miles, and still get a damn good house. Like. For an company, I think that's a big deal. That's that's commendable, you know. Cool. What's the gossip on the West Coast? Uh, 
Uh, let's see. What do we have coming up? Uh, Fog City in San Francisco is returning on the 25th. Uh, they've taken a few months off. Um, their main event is Dylan Drake, who's a, you know, he's one of the bigger stars up here, taking on Baby Slim from San Diego. Uh, they've been feuding since the company started. Uh, it's going to be fun. And then Olafa, the Samoan tank who's related to the, the Samoan clan, uh, rather large brother, big man, taking on Raven, uh, which should be fun stuff. Um, see, Big Time Wrestling had a show a couple weeks ago with uh, Mike Modest. Mike was on the oh, show. Oh, sweet. He, uh, Who did he work? He, Puma. Oh, awesome. DJ Perkins. Yeah, I missed the show. I completely forgot. And the main event was Jason Styles against Curry Man. That had to be pretty cool. Yeah. Now yeah, there you go. I, I completely forgot about it, and um, that's pretty much all that that I know of. Because I honestly I don't follow the APW product anymore. I can't give Roland my money. Yeah. Um, I just can't. You know. I mean. You know, we've had our heat in the past and probably still do, but, you know, we, we run into each other. We're cordial and whatever, but, you know, I just... But there's a, there's a lot of stuff hopping out hopping on out here. I mean, there's all kinds of shit all over the place. Um, yeah, J.D. has been uh, doing rather well up there in Sacramento. Um, the series he's been having with... Uh, who's the the English kid that he worked? Timothy Fett. When I was at the show. Yeah, yeah. They've been, they've been doing pretty good with uh, with that best of seven different gimmick type type of uh, series. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Um, I, I think you got to keep your eye on Timmy, man, because he goes to Europe all the time, too. Mm-hmm. He's really starting to learn that, that European style. He's really good. He's just, he's, I, I don't think he's got that much really time in yet or anything, but mm-hmm. hey, keep an eye on him, you know. I bet you he's, mm-hmm. something's going to happen with him soon. All right, well, you brought up time in, okay? Now, do you feel that a guy should, you know, get pushed on the bigger indies if he's got natural talent and ability and, you know, he's just really grabbed it in six months? Or, you know, should it should that spot be held for a guy who's been in it for five years? The, the, the push should be given to the guy that has the biggest reaction with the crowd, regardless of time in. You know, um, I mean, that's at least, that's at least my opinion. You know, I, I I don't think it really matters. I think time in really is a factor when it comes to experience because it's just rare that you get a guy that's six months to a year that really knows what they're doing, you know. I mean, you get the – like Tyler Black is the biggest example. Look at him. You know, I think maybe he's got two and a half years in or something like that, but there's exceptions to that rule. There are some guys that just get it a lot faster. So – I mean, to me, it's irrelevant. Sometimes if, if a guy that's really young does get a push, they do tend to get a big head, but, I mean, it's wrestling. That's, you're going to have that in football, too, you know, but whoever's over gets the, the biggest push, and I, I think that's the way it should be. I have to agree with you. I have to agree. <clears throat> so, you know, being in the Midwest, you know, you, you see uh, dysfunction, dysfunctions, ICW, you see Elite Pro, you see IWA Mid-South, uh, there are other indies that are sprinkled around there. Um, do you see anybody that's ready to break out that's not named Sammy Callahan or the Soul Touches? <laughs> um, uh, there's another guy that, that his name is Mustafa Ali, started in IWA recently. 
he he's made a pretty good showing the past few matches. He's gotten to work like guys like Hero and everything too. So I think he's really he's starting to to make a name for himself. And he's actually he's I think he's been wrestling like six or seven years, but he just never had a chance to really do it where it mattered at all. You know, I think he's definitely he's gonna he's gonna make some kind of an impact. Some something something because it's starting. Already starting to talk about him now. Um, but other than that, like. I've wrestled since March. I've wrestled five times. So I couldn't tell you, man. I haven't been to shows. I'm just now starting to get back into the swing of things. So how's your company doing? How how are you guys drawing and, and how are DVD sales and, and you know, uh, hits on your website for your TV show? Everything is going well right now. I mean, we're, we're pretty fortunate. I mean, it's at a point where, like, not a whole lot of companies are doing that great. But... We've never we never spent uh, I don't know if if <laughs> that's really a great thing but we never spent a whole ton of money in the first place everything was a gradual build you know we didn't go buy like the ring and the setup and the lights out everything at one time you know kind of spread it out so we never really got in the hole all that much and the companies we're always making money now we might not make a whole ton after every show or something but it's always in the positive you know. So, but the positive is gradually building. It's getting slowly, but surely we're getting bigger. We've been around for a couple years, you know, and I think uh, we're at that point right now where it's like we have to, we're, we're, we're ready to make a leap into a little bit bigger of a stage, you know, so now we're, we're starting to throw more money back in. We're at a point where we can invest more money back into it. So things are going well, you know. It's going well. It's a slow, steady climb. How's the school? Number two, I just, uh, that, that's why I couldn't call earlier tonight. I just got home from from wrestling practice. I, I never take my phone anymore to wrestling practice. Fucking Brandon just, he knows it torments me when he, when he calls me, and so he just does it over and over and over again while I'm at practice. I just, I had to just, I had to start leaving it at home. Um, but I mean, like, tonight was beginner's class. We had eight students in beginner's class, and the semi-pro, I think we had like five or six, something like that. We just run it the same way that Mike and Donovan ran Iron. It's okay. the same same kind of concept. So, but it's going well. Going pretty well. Tremendous. Oh wow. Hold on. Who's you? Oh, sorry, I'm just uh, drinking my coffee and it's really really yummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit! So, uh, Man, watching TNA. Fuck. What happened? Nothing. Sorry, I, I had the channel change. I forgot to turn it back to TNA. I'm watching Impact right now. Nash is cutting a promo in the ring. Uh, Nash? Yeah. Horrible, 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 horrible. Dude, are you kidding me? He's fucking, he's got a huge new tattoo. He's jacked up to the gills. Oh, my God, this is awesome. It's fucking diesel all over again. Yeah, tremendous. <laughs> I'm a mark of his, dude. He's, I think he's great. Cool. Well, okay, well, you, you said that you enjoy Kevin Nash. Um, you know, when, when you were a little Sally Sack, you know, when you were a little uh -huh. Line Sack, um, uh -huh. who caught your eye and, you know, what, what made you say, hey, I want to do this, I want to be like this guy? Uh... Like, my favorite guy of all, I mean, growing up watching was Piper. 
I'm a huge Piper. Piper, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I got, and I, like, I got, well, the only wrestling figures of any kind of anything I have in my apartment is all Piper stuff. I got a ton of his stuff from, like, Mid-Atlantic and from way back. I'm a huge Piper Mark, absolutely. That's cool. Roddy Piper rules. No doubt. All righty, let's uh, patch in a caller. Caller from the 518. Whom am I speaking with? Who else, baby? Who else calls from the New York? Oh, this has got to be the anarchist Ian Daniels. Ian, That's right. How are you doing, brother? Happening. I'm doing splendid. It's 10.30 here in New York. It's like 30 degrees. I'm freezing, but it's fantastic. I'm eating delicious Taco Bell. Tremendous. Ian, I, I have on the line with me Mr. Sal Tomaselli. Um, now, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand you the microphone, Mr. Uh, Daniels, and you're, I'm going to give you the office. I would like for you to conduct a five-minute interview with Mr. Tomaselli. You think you can swing that? Which one? Sal. Sal, okay, the bald one. Gotcha. You, yeah, you got it. Okay, guys, i got to make a quick call. So, Ian, you've got the office. All righty. Hey, Ian. What's going on, Sal? How you doing? <laughs> what the hell just happened? I have no idea. I think we got the show pawned off on us for some reason. Thank God that none of the three viewers are actually paying attention right now. Don't tell them I said <laughs> Oh. So I, don't, I uh, just tuned in. I just signed on, so I don't know what you guys covered yet. But, I mean, I've been watching you guys for a shit ton of time, all three of you, you, uh, Vito, and Brandon, since, I want to say since, uh, what was first for you guys, Wildside or PWG? Wildside, right? No, PWG, actually. We're PWG still, uh, that was in California, yeah. Because uh, I, I was, remember seeing you guys in PWG and Wildside. I remember, um, and for some fucked reason, they made Brandon B. Jr. Thomas, which I thought was like the stupidest thing ever. But, I mean, I guess that's still Baron's story. But I hear he's doing okay now, so I guess maybe I should have played for him. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we we fought that one, but we got outvoted, so, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, was that, was, was that when Wildside was still on, like, mysteriously, like, had a TV deal in, like, every state for some reason, even though, like, nobody watched the show? They had at that point. That was right before Bill went and sold and and sold all his stuff to WWE. We were there for the for like the last eight months or nine months of TVs or something like that. Um, I heard it was I heard after like, we moved here. I heard like most of the guys like were just driving out there just for the exposure and the pay was like real bad. Oh yeah, it was. I got five dollars a TV taping, oh, and he taped per night. But I mean, at the same time, it was. It was on TV from Atlanta all the way up to New York, or not New York, south, just south of New York. It was up north yeah, of Philly, but south of New York, somewhere around. You know what, Sal? At, at that time, they were on um, America One on the, I think it was Direct TV, so they actually had national TV. Oh, maybe yeah, see, it was so. maybe even bigger. I, all I, Bill always told us we had syndicated the Eastern Seaboard, which yeah, I mean, I, like. That was the only reason we got into IWA. So it was like the exposure was worth it. You went there for the shitty payday, but you know it was like that was the only way you could. It was it was definitely worth it just to, and you learned a lot. I mean, I got to work on camera. I got cues and times and certain things you got to know. It's I wouldn't have known had I not gone through there, but the pay definitely licked balls. It it, it did for sure. I bet it did. <laughs> I just feel the transfer from getting five dollars a pay to, to running your own promotion. How's uh, how's Elite Pro doing? Elite Pro's doing well. It's it's uh, I got I, I was uh, 
we never tried to do like a a, a banging five star show right off the bat. I think we always we always planned on going just climbing slowly. Because I think if you, if you climb too fast, it's really difficult to sustain that, you know, especially financially. So that's the biggest plus for the, with our company is we're not losing money. You know, we're putting on, I think, pretty decent shows. We're constantly getting better equipment as we're going throughout. We're getting better at editing, you know, all of our – we're improving. Just we're slowly improving. But at the same time, we're, we're able to continuously climb, you know. So it's like it's going well. For two years, I'm, I'm happy where we're at, you know. Yeah, you're improving and not losing money, and that's it's a lot better than a lot of the places here in uh, the New England area. God, the Indies are atrociously bad in this area. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever ventured up here to, like, you know, the Connecticut, Massachusetts team, but it's pretty bad. Like, I did one show for WSU up around. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that's, uh, like, Queens, Long Island area down in New York City, but, oh, God. Oh, wait, so you worked for Sabbath? Sabbath the Stiffer? Did, did you guys yeah, I did. Yeah. No, we got we got everything that that we agreed to, but it was uh, I had uh, I I I don't know if I'm defending Jack with this or not, but I will tell you what a story that did happen. Um, <laughs> we we got ditched by uh, these two. Don't name they'll nameless. Well, okay, I'll give you guys a clue. Okay, um, they're the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, those those guys were supposed to give us a ride to the airport after the second show, and they ditched us just to be jerk offs. So anyways, like we got, we're we're able to get one of the boys. Like I asked for a cab. I go to Jack to get to get a cab, and Jack refuses to get a cab. So he gets one of the young guys to drive us to the airport. But the airport is like two and a half hours away from the venue. Did you go to Mario Jack- or JFK? JFK. Oh, I think yeah. we were in like I wasn't we were in Long Island or something. Like we weren't really all that close to the airport. It was a pretty significant distance to ask this guy to just take us, you know. And so I asked the, I asked the guy. He's I guess he's a younger guy or something. Like is Jack paying you? Though? He goes no. Jack like told me I had to do it. I didn't have a choice. Okay, so I, I go to Jack and I'm like I'm like trying to plead this guy's case. Like dude, we can't. This is a five hour trip round trip for this guy. Like he didn't live far from the venue that we were at. So you gotta go all the fucking way out there and then come back. So I'm sitting here like I, I argue with Jack for maybe 30 minutes, and finally Jack goes, "All right, I'll give you, I'll give him some money." And he, and he I go, "Okay." I, I I go back to put my gear in the car. The guy walks up to me. And I go, "So did Jack pay you? He, he, Jack paid him ten bucks. <laughs> ten fucking bucks." Now, so I had to go back. I had to go back and fucking finagle more money out of Jack just to fucking pay this poor guy for taking us to the airport, like. Oh, Jesus Christ, him. dude! He's just shafting like a guy on a ride. Like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean Jack's um, Jack's pretty notorious up here in New York for being for a not paying guys for canceling shows. I mean he's all kinds of stories. He runs a like a wrestling merchandise store like right in the middle of the city, and there's all kinds of I don't know. Matt, are you are you for or against the DOI? Have you ever read their stuff? Are you there? I read their stuff. Like yeah, I've definitely read it. I, I mean I don't know how biased or or anything that all that stuff is, you know. I don't yeah, know I don't know any kind of stories or anything if that's what you mean. No, but like they have um they have stories about like uh people coming to Jack's store and throwing like dead pigeons at him cuz he stiffed them on paydays and like chucking Gatorade bottles of piss at him and how like hate he is in New York and like I mean, hey, wow. you know, I, I don't know. 
Wow. Yeah, just, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he's not a well-liked man in, in, in the New York indie scene. Not that there is a New York indie scene anymore, but, you know, God God bless if there actually would be one again. Maybe I wouldn't have to drive four hours just to work. <laughs> right. Now, I got to say, I watched the um the Tag World, or not the Tag World, the Trios tournament, and I thought that, that I know that, I know that they're not like, you know, guys from the Elite Pro School or whatever, but I know that they're featured pretty prominently in your shows. The Soul Touches, I thought, did like fucking awesome in that tournament. I thought they really like were some some of the bigger stars, at least in ring wise. Oh, Daniel, or uh, excuse me, um, Ian, wait until you get Chikara's artistic pursuit of being, being yourself. yourself. Yeah, oh, it's coming. Their eight man tag is awesome. Awesome. Who's the eighth guy? Hmm? Who's the fourth guy for the touches? I, I only saw um, Marche, Jazz, uh, and Willie. This big dude, Trauma. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they were awesome, and I thought C-Red was like, was, like, was like slick with 200 extra pounds put on him, which I thought was very entertaining. They're really, man, they, they're really... Like, that chance that they got to go out for Chikara, I'm really thankful to Chikara for get, hooking those guys up, you know. Um, they just, they're really, really good, but nobody was ever willing to really give them an opportunity to do anything. I think, I think like, Willie, I think Willie's been wrestling, like, 10 years, you yeah, know. Like, has been wrestling for a long time, too. Yeah. Who? Yeah. As a jazz. He's been wrestling for a long time, too, right? Yeah, like, six or seven years. Like, these guys, and they're all local Chicago. They've all been around here all this time, and nobody's really ever used them. And then we had them on our show at the same time Mike Quackenbush was in town. And Quack saw them, and then he went and told the guys at Chikara that they probably, you know, hey, you're probably going to want to book these guys. And then they just kind of blew up right after that. So it's like, they're really good, man. They're really, they're just, and the thing is, not only are they athletic, then they can wrestle, but on top of that, they're just so entertaining. They're just they so damn entertaining. Like, like I'm, I mean, I, I'm not like, I'm like super worker, busy working four shows a week or whatever, but I, I get out there and do my thing. But, I mean, I'm still a fan at heart, you know, despite wrestling as well. And, like, I, I've watched a lot of stuff, and, I'm, you know, now that I've wrestled too, I'm, like, super cynical, and I'm like, oh, you know, not that I could do better, but I, I know that could be better. But, like, I just got drawn into what those guys were doing, and I was like, damn, this is some entertaining shit right here. And I was really pissed when they got eliminated because, like, you can kind of tell, and I, I, when you watch the Chikara big tournaments, you know – that a certain number of Chikara guys have to advance because obviously it's Chikara's tourney. They have to make their hometown guys look strong. And when you're wrestling team fifth in a tournament, you know who's going right. over. But, you know, I play wrestling Jeff Jarrett in a lose-leave town match in Memphis. Guess who's <laughs> leaving? Not Jeff Jarrett. But I was just like, damn it, I wanted to see, you know, more of these guys. And I heard that, like, Willie was, like, really sick that weekend was what they said. Like, he had, like, a huge fever mm-hmm. and almost didn't even make it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, uh, well, now, um, Ian... We're going to wrap up with you. Um, if anybody right. out there wants to book your happy ass, how could they go about doing it? Uh, IanDaniels.net, of course. Um, it hasn't been updated in a while because I, I actually broke my ankle like three months ago. So I haven't. Uh, I'm actually just making my return uh, the 15th of November after it's healed up. Uh, breaking your ankle sucks, by the way, because um, you take everything in life you do with your ankle for granted, including driving. And, uh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so, Buy the shirt. Buy the shirt. Buy the shirt. Yes. Buy the shirt. I got I got the horriblest, ugliest shirts, and I got good new ones now that my friend thankfully redid for me. It's a total rip off of the Battle Royal logo. So IanDaniels.net. Um, 
support indie wrestling, support Elite Pro, because despite what Mike Mata said in his shooting review, I still think that Tom Stell is a good guy. Holla. Hey, <laughs> <Okay>, brother. <laughs> All righty. Um, hold on just a second, Vito, and we'll patch you in momentarily. Uh, all right, Sally, your time's up. Um, all right, buddy. Um, is there any way that people could just contact you, you know, without going to the Elite Pro site? Would that be MySpace? You can go to my MySpace. MySpace and my computer don't always agree, so MySpace is a little difficult for me. If, if I'm not responding, don't take offense. Just send an email to Thomaselli at Hotmail. Tremendous. That'll be that. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. It was it was a fun talk as usual. Uh, thanks for coming on and, and helping us celebrate our uh, one-year anniversary. No problem, man. You have a good one. Awesome, brother. Thank you. Okay, that was uh, one of the co-operators and owners of Chicago land-based indie elite pro wrestling, uh, Sal Tomaselli. I have on the line now co-host of Between the Ropes and independent superstar, Mr. Vito DiNucci. Vito. What's up, Casey? How you doing, bro? Uh, celebrating a year, brother. Man, congrats, guys. Good deal. Good stuff, good yeah. stuff. A year? Yeah, That's man. not easy to do, by the way. Yeah, I hear you. Um, that is not at all think, easy to do. I don't think we would have been able to do it if uh, we didn't cut to one show a week. You know, that two shows a week was a fucking grind, brother. Hard man, that's hard. I you mean, know, we, we we have kicked around the notion, and actually we've been talking about it recently. That's something that's kind of been in the hopper. But I think if we were to do it, we've been kind of thinking about one show being either all wrestling or just a very very slight add-in of MMA, but but almost all wrestling, and then doing the second show as only an hour instead of two, and doing an MMA bit on that, and just making that all MMA, but. I don't know. It's it, you know, it's it's Fritzy's boat. He drives the ship, and um, you know, he he's bottom line. He likes MMA, but he's definitely more of a wrestling guy. That's that's his love. Mm-hmm. But, uh, two shows so a week I, is I not see, easy, man. It's a lot of time. I, I see your book for November eighth up in Georgia. You and uh, yeah, buddy, I'm excited. Yes, that's going to be yes. fun stuff. No, um, that'll be a good time. You know, we've been booked to work the rock and rolls, I think, five times. And every time we've been booked to work them, something's happened. Chris had an appendicitis once. Robert had a health issue once. Ricky had legal issues one time. Another time there was real bad storms and they canceled the show. Um, so we, we got him in this tournament. And while it is a blind draw, I, I think, wink, wink, that there's a decent chance that we will end up with the R&Rs at some point in this tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you guys get him in the first round or in the second after they defeat the Heartbreak Express, because I'd like to see them in the Heartbreak Express. Well, you know, and them in the Heartbreaks have worked before um, and and had very good matches. Had very good matches. So I I think that'll, you know, I I hope that happens again as well, because they they have had great matches with them in the past. I think that's going to be very cool. Did, uh, Did they announce any other teams? Yeah, they, if actually, if you go to their website, um, they've got they've got the whole card announced as far as the teams and stuff go. I know they've got a they've got a singles title match on as well. But as far as some other teams go, uh, R and R's, us, the Heartbreaks, um, Double Deuce. It works primarily in Florida, which is Frank. Uh, well, I, I start calling Frank. It's Francisco Siazzo. 
and uh, Pete Cannon, and they tagged in the IPW back in its heyday. Um, the, Thomas Mar, Tommy Mars in it, New Elite. The, 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 my only complaint with it, to be honest with you, it's not a complaint because I think it's going to be a great tournament, but there are, to me, there's too many teams that are kind of patched together for this, you know, guys that don't are not full-time 24-7 tag teams. And I think for something like this, that should almost be a prerequisite. Mm, um, you know, that's just that's just me, but you know, hey, it's I, I, Scott Davis won the tournament last year, but his partner that he was with last year is injured, so he's actually back in it with a, with another guy. It's kind of a bit of a protege of his, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a fun tournament. Man. It's going to be a good time, and, and it's a great, great old school wrestling town. This is one of those old school crowds that I think ninety percent of the crowd still thinks it's all very, very much on the up and up, and they are into it way more than they should be allowed to be. Is uh, Carino booked? No, Carino is not on this one. Mm. Carino's not. Mm. Problem with Carino, though, is even if you book him, what do you got? A thirty percent chance of him showing? Very true. <laughs> I love Steve, but dude, he is—he is not. Uh, it is a coin toss with him if he shows up. If it's not in Japan, it's like if it's not in Japan or his own show. Good luck. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, where, where have you been working? You know what, we're just now getting things rolling again. I'm actually working this coming Monday night for Ring Warriors, and it's up in North Florida. They do a couple shows a year, and we're working Phi Delta Slam. A lot of people, the big TNA fans, know Phi Delta Slam. Uh, brother, Bruno. Brother Bruno. Yeah, Bruno and Tilly. Uh, we're working Phi Delta Slam on this show Monday night um, up near Gainesville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that show's pretty, it's got some good talent on that show. Um Mike Sullivan, uh, Steve Madison's listed to be on there. Uh, Mike Mondo was one of the Spirit Squad guys. Uh, Disco Inferno's on that show. Oh, wow. um, Dustin Dustin Rhodes is working, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, you know what? Mike Sullivan, some I people think, like that. You know, think, some some you know, good indie names good. and some some talent that used to be on you know be up in the show. Um, so we're working there. We're doing the tag tournament, of course, uh, for World One South. Um, we're going to be working pretty steady for CCW, which is a bigger promotion down and runs mainly in South and Central Florida. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a program that's going to be kind of a back and forth between us, Phi Delta Slam and the Heartbreak Express, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and then... I know we've also, for this calendar year, I'm pretty sure there will be the third incarnation of the IPW reunion show, and I'm hoping to work black market on that show. Mm. Um, Joey Machete and uh, Sean Murphy. Uh, they don't they do not do the black market gimmick as much anymore. Machete's doing uh, reprisal of the Sheik, and he's got Barabbas from uh, Puerto Rico managing him. And Murphy's actually doing this hysterical gimmick under a hood called Hong Kong Foo, which is just it's, it's funny as hell. Uh, but, man, when those guys work as black market, they, they're just brutal. And uh, I think that's who we're going to get for the IPW show. I'm not positive of that yet. Wow. Sounds like uh, you're pretty busy. <laughs> and then uh, you're, you're, you're doing your show every week with Fritzy. Um, Absolutely, and I, and, I, and my, you know, and I've relocated down to South Florida, so I'm not in studio all the time. Uh, sometimes I do the broadcast from down here, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's 
I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a little awkward. Um, you know, you guys have been doing your show for a year now, which is awesome. And it's tough to do a radio show anyway, but when you're doing a radio show and it's a three-man show, and Dickerman, Dickerman is... Dickerman's not in the studio at all anymore because he is back to a he he hosts a uh, weeknight show on JRR. He's the regular nighttime jock. So what oh, wow. he's been doing is he's voice tracking that show on Tuesday nights. Gets connected via ISDN from Clear Channel to ESPN. So he's on an he's on an ISDN feed. I'm coming in on an ISDN feed typically if I'm doing the show from down here. So the whole all three of us in one room thing is not there most of the time now. And that's, it's awkward. It, it's not easy because, you know, you, you get so accustomed to working with each other and you got a lot of physical and visual cues that when you're not in the same room together, it, it, a big part of what you're used to doing is, is out the window. Yeah, I so have to agree with you on that. So, yeah, um, okay, awkward. This, uh, I have information for this Ring Warrior show. It's at the... Alachua County Fair. Alachua. Alachua. There you go. Alachua County, County Fair. Gainesville, yeah. Florida, Monday, October Gainesville. 20th, with Terry Runnels in the same same uh, locker room as Dustin Rhodes, which is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, Mike you know Mondo, what? Uh, my understanding oh. is they're on good terms. Well, there you go. What more can you ask? Yeah, and plus, <sighs> it's, it's, I, I've been in locker rooms with Terry many times before, and it's always really a treat to watch her get undressed. <laughs> you're such big, a dog. Big, I'm a big, big fan of when Terry gets undressed. It's, it's really, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, and it makes, and, you know, that's one of those situations we all win. Everyone wins when Terry gets naked. Ah, tremendous. Well, it makes uh, me happy. It's uh, the website's betweentheropes.com. Absolutely. Um, you, you guys had a kick-ass interview with Edge. Um, yeah, did you like that? So let's talk about it. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, yes. let, let's talk about it. How, I want to know who the hell Fritz has to blow to get, you know, all these <laughs> WWE guys on. Well, well, let's make something clear here. Of the three of us, if anybody is going to have a tendency to do any blowing of men of our three-man team, it's going to be Fritz. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't be me or Dickerman. So let's, let's make that perfectly clear. Now, you, you know what? i got to say, it's funny. We... Back in the day, we were on very good terms with the Fed. And when I came in with the show, bear in mind, that's when I was still regularly working for the WWE, doing a lot of dark matches, doing a lot of road matches, stuff. So I was with them all the time. So when I first got on the show, we had carte blanche access to the Fed. Then they got real tight for a long time with radio shows that were wrestling-based. They just really got stiff. And in some cases, they still are. I know... For whatever odd reason, for the most part, they still kind of got a hard-on for Internet-only shows. But the, the, the reality of it is some of the Internet-only shows are some of the better ones out there, truthfully, with more knowledgeable people that actually know the business. Um, we went for a couple years where we were really cut on the outs with them. We could hardly get them to give us a time of day. And this past year, things got a lot better. And then when, when the Orlando WrestleMania came to pass... That was huge because then all of a sudden we were their best friend. They were all about getting us as many interviews as we could accommodate. And things went so well and so smooth between us and them throughout the ramp up to WrestleMania and then even afterward 
that now our relationship with the WWE as far as the media department and getting access to people is better than it's ever been, um, which is great. You know, it really helped the show. You can get all the TNA guys you want. You can, and I would dare say we get a better guest list for MMA from, you know, UFC's top guys. We get as good of an MMA guest list as anybody with the exception of a few, few real elite MMA-only shows. But you know what? The listening base doesn't give a damn if we're not getting good WWE guests. That's just how it is. They want good WWE guests. And, you know, we got, uh, got a good hookup, of course, to the media department when Edge came down here to do some press. And uh, got a, we got a sit-down. Uh, the sit-down was actually Dickerman and Fritz. And they did that actually up in the Clear Channel studios where we used to broadcast from on 740. And, uh, he was, you know, Ed was a great interview, wasn't he? Yeah, that was, that was fun stuff on that interview. was awesome. Yeah, he, um, he, he's, he's good. He's just an open book, too, man. He will talk about anything. He's, he's great. So many guys kind of go into character and get really guarded, and that's not the case with him at all. Yeah, he's... He just, you know, he really just went off. You know, he just didn't care, and you know that that's what makes a real good, uh, a real good guest. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You, you got to get somebody willing to come in and talk. There you go. For those that are listening in our archives, show number sixty. Um, that's my pride and joy. Um, I sat down for two hours under the Al Snow learning tree, and mm. that's just brilliant, brilliant radio. Um, what I did was, before I had Al on the show, I listened to what radio interviews of his I could find and all of his shoot interviews, and I tried not to, you know, answer any, you know, ask any questions. You know, I actually did my fucking homework for once, right. and it was just uh, just, just amazing stuff. Um, Al, Al so, uh, incredible. Uh, you know, there, there is no one else in the business like Al. No. And, you know... He's my he's my personal favorite. And he always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I saw him in '93 in San Jose. He did a ladder match with with a uh, I forget who it was, but I saw him and I just fell in love right then. You know, and I, I'm no, he's, completely hooked. He's amazing. He's amazing, and, and I think it's really it's pretty asinine to me the fact that he's not under contract with somebody right now. Um, he's still young and vibrant enough. To, and healthy enough, for that matter, to still have a very strong role um, that could be so effective. But, you know, somebody's got to be willing to let him go do what he does. And truly he hasn't – he had a little time I – mean, you can tell me if you agree or not, but his early time in the WWE seemed like they kind of let him do his thing to some level. But truly the last three, four years he was with the company, he didn't get to be Al Snow. He, he had to be this really watered-down, just stupefied version of what he really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, if oh, yeah, somebody I'm would bring do... him in and let him be himself, you can't tell me that guy can't make you some money. Dude, he oozes, drips charisma. Yeah. You know, yeah, really. He's and he's just... That kind of guy, you know, and, and Al, what you see is what you get, and, you know, and then he can back it up in the ring. You need 20, he'll give you 20. You need 30, yeah. he'll give you 30. You know, well, you need a seminar. Worried about it. You know, not a problem. That's a fact. That's a fact. Okay. You know, you're 100% right. 
And he can and he can work with anybody. It's you know you hear a lot of people talk about oh, you can't have a match. Uh, you know nobody can have a bad match with Shawn Michaels. You know Shawn makes everybody look good. Al's that guy. It's really tough to have a bad match with Al Snow. I have to you agree. Know, if if you've got a semblance of a clue in the ring, you can go and have a good match with Al Snow. You know, he's, you know, he's like, you uh, know I. I, I think that's what's missing from from today is there there aren't many mechanics. No, you know, they can just go out there, you know, and put in twenty, you know, and, and uh, take no. a young kid by the hand, you know, and and hold his hand and teach him. There's just no one there. I mean, Finley would be the exception. Oh sure, that's, sure. Dave's a throwback. He can do that. Um, Regal is a guy who comes to mind that is capable of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you got other guys. I mean, there, there's other guys that are certainly capable of it. I mean, um, I know a lot of guys complain about him being a little sloppy at times, but for the most part, I mean, Jericho is a guy who can come in and put in a good 20, 30-minute match, make it look good, and, and more importantly, elevate whoever he's got along for the ride with him um, if, if they're not quite up to his level. Um you know, there's a lot of the top-tier vets. It's funny because so many people complain about the vets, you know, and we'll use the WWE as a specific example here. They'll squawk about, you know, oh, they're holding guys down. they got to let these young guys up. One of the young guys going to get their time. Well, here's the problem, man. These young guys, when they do get their foot in the door and they get the opportunity to come up there, very few of them thus far have really proved worthy or or understanding of what it takes to be at that level and you know it's it's something that's got to become consistent and it's not there for whatever reason there is a gap right now and i'm hoping that the fcw developmental territory in tampa which has taken over for what was ohio valley i'm hoping that maybe they do a better job of preparing these guys for for being that guy for being the guy that is able to step in and do 20 30 minute matches and make them exciting tell a story, make a crowd care, you know, get the psychology back involved. Because as great as all the spot fests are and all the stuff that's out there and the athleticism that we see sometimes now, here's reality. The old school guys that know how to get crowds that hate them or love them, know how to work a, you know, work an angle, work a match, better, better the whole thing, you know, tell the story, make people care. Those are the guys they get over and are the main eventers and make money. So all the spot monkeys, as talented as they are, as impressive as they are to watch, how many times have you been watching TNA and, and been in the middle of some spot fest that the athleticism was off the charts, but the guys didn't even make co- eye contact with the crowd, and they had this blank look on their face because they're so busy going through the Rolodex in their mind of the 87 spots they called in the back that they don't take any time to register facially or physically what's going on and to involve the crowd and to make them care. They're just too busy going through and regurgitating all the crazy amounts of spots that they called. And, you know, it's it's shame because there's too much of that. And, and the indie level is inundated with it at this point. You know, for all the old school guys that are out there on the indies now that do well and are popular, let's face it, the indies by and large right now are populated by spot workers. That's what they do. I have to agree with you, brother. Well, we are um, we are off the stream, um, but we are still recording. Cool. But uh, what we do is we're gonna wrap it up real quick. Uh, it would be www.betweentheropes.com. Um, it's Correct. Tuesdays, right? Tuesday nights, six to eight p.m. 
Uh, you can go to the BetweenTheRopes.com site, or you can also go to ESPNFlorida.com, and there's a link to the stream. You know, you can you can catch the live stream there as well, either one. Uh, on the site, we make the show available for a full week uh, from the time of the show. You know, as soon as it's over, it's posted, and it's up there for a full week, and then we go to the next one. Uh, all that good stuff. But, uh Anybody's in the MySpace thing, uh, you know, go to check out my, you know, there's a Between the Ropes MySpace page you can easily find. You can also find my, you know, I've got my own page on MySpace. Come check it out. Send me a message, hit me up, whatever. It's all good. But uh, check it out, man. I, all this website stuff now is so fun. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Vito, before we go, we've had you on before. You did your, your Dusty Roads promo on Brian Alvarez. I would love for you, as Dusty Rhodes, to cut a promo on Mr. Dave Meltzer. You think you can do that for me? Dave? Wow. But I, but I like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Still cut uh, a promo on him. I, I, and, and, and really, uh, you know, at Alvarez, I like him too. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I've only met him a few times. He's very nice. Um, okay, gosh, anything in particular you want me to hit on him? Mm. Oh, you, hey, you got to hey, you got to make sure this week go go check go to our site and if you didn't listen to the show, check out the archive. Actually, Dickerman was out this week and he didn't he had a live event he had to go do. The third Jimmy host Valiant, this week baby. was Chris Nelson. Huh? <laughs> the Jimmy Valiant show? Yeah, we had Jimmy Valiant. Oh, jeez. We had Jimmy Valiant on and Chris Nelson. I had Chris in for the whole show as the third host because we were up there. We were actually working out at one of the training schools up there that night, so he came in and did the show with us before we went to work out. And we had a so I had a boogie off with Jimmy. We we had Jimmy on, and I I did a I did a boogeyman promo, and then he did one too. Obviously, I had to graciously acknowledge defeat. He's the real deal. But uh, then <laughs> me and Nelson had a dusty off at the end of the show. Oh boy, Nelson Nelson's probably truthfully he's probably better at dusty than I am. Uh well we'll see. I'm downloading now, so. All right. All right. So we got. Do you want me to cut any anything about any, what, what about Meltzer? You want me to say? I gotta be careful. Him, he comes on our he comes on being, our show all the time. Him I gotta being be nice. a critic, him being a critic and never stepping in the ring. Okay. All right. Tell me when you're ready. Let's do it. Okay. Let me tell you something, Dave Meltzer, baby. Dave Mills is a man with the plan, the man with the sheets, if you will. He got the dirty sheets if you're talking to Big Dust, Big That's what I'm talking about. Dave Mills is out there. He's going to have put up the wrestling observer, if you will. Let me tell you something about Dave Mills. Dave Mills has never laced up a set of boots, if you will. Dave Mills has never felt the feel of tights or spandex, if you will, going on his body as he prepared to gird up his loins to go out to battle, if you will. Dave Meltzer, you're all about getting out there telling people about work rate and buy rate and workers and who's going to do what and who's going to do who to who and who can go and who can't go. Let me tell you something, Dave Meltzer. You don't know your head from your ass, baby. And that's a fact, Jack. Dusty Rhodes, bottom line, I am wrestling, if you will. Now, Dave Meltzer, never again, never again, Dave Meltzer, will I hear you talk. This nonsense, if you will, of who can wrestle and who can't. The dream will be the critic and the jury, and I will make all those decisions, baby. And that's the fact. That's the bottom line, baby. And if I hear Dave Meltzer once again critiquing my wrestling brethren, 
There's going to be, baby. You know what's coming. It's coming. What's it going to be, baby? There's going to be some blood. Now then. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, Vito. Fucking tremendous, brother. Oh, man. You got the best, Dusty. No doubt. Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> that was good. Cool. That was really good. We're, we're going to have to have you and Nelson on. Oh, dude, you know what? You have to, you have to get us back in there because we we will we'd love to come do it. We're gonna we're gonna get a little bit busier. We're not you know we're not gonna be doing doing nearly as much as we're used to. It's gonna be very select, but we're we're trying to get out there a little bit and do some of what we've been talking about, man. You know, get in with some of these younger guys, maybe teach them a thing or two about how to work a match and how to get the crowd to give a damn about you because that's something most of these guys don't understand how to do. Yeah, I have to agree. All right, brother. Well, uh, let's wrap up this anniversary show. I'm going to uh, get off the phone, watch a little CSI and ER. It is Thursday. Beautiful. But uh, beautiful, Vito, Matt. I appreciate was, uh, you having me on to share in the uh, in the anniversary for this year. Congrats. I hope to do it again next year. And uh, KZ will be talking with you soon, brother. Awesome, brother. Take care now. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right. That was new Heavenly Body member Vito Danucci, also co-host of. BetweenTheRopes.com. Wow, we went two hours and about 13, 15 minutes or so. Um, let's plug our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, for all your DVD and wrestling merchandise, and also FogCityWrestling.com. Fog City, if you're anywhere in Northern California, Central California, they have a show October 25th. You can get all the information at FogCityWrestling.com. Uh, let's throw in some friends of the show, uh, F4WOnline.com. $9.99 a month, you get the Wrestling Observer newsletter online as well as the Figure Four uh, newsletter as well every week. Uh, Brian and Dave are brilliant journalists. Um, also, let's uh, plug EliteProWrestling.com. Um, you can't go wrong with Elite. Um, just good stuff there. Uh, good independent wrestling as well. And you can uh, hit us on MySpace, myspace.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. You can also get our show archives at RubberGuardRadio.com and BlogTalkRadio.com backslash RubberGuardRadio. That should do it from here, guys. We will talk to you next week with Dr. Keith Lipinski. Later. Cigarettes. Reefers.